Welcome to And Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And he puts the glad in gladiator. We're looking at Hercules. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. Amy Jo, how are you doing today? Gosh, Jeff, I'm great. And you know why? Why? We've got some special friends in here with us in our Zoom room. (laughs) They're right here inside our computer. Amazing. Yes, we do. We certainly do. We have uh, guest friends of the show, and uh, you've heard them before in our Hunchback of Notre Dame episode. Returning once again, it is Connor Perkins and Caroline Ametti of Poor Unfortunate Podcast. (laughs) Welcome. Hey, hey. hi. Hello. Hello. We love an air horn entrance. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Look, I'm just calling to mind your uh, theme songs. Yes, yeah, yeah. God bless. <laughs> Thank you. We paid a lot for that air horn, so I'm glad that we're putting it to good use right off the bat. <laughs> Listener, if you're not doing so already, please subscribe, like, write a review, tell a friend, uh, and be sure to check out our new Patreon. We have episodes now, a new episode on Thor Ragnarok, just in time for Thor Love and Thunder, and of course, our Flymentary, where we watch... Flymentary? Why Cronenberg's have we not been calling it a Flymentary from the jump? Well, we're making up for lost time now. <laughs> oh, there we go. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, so let's get into it, folks. I mean, we, we gave you two options of films we could do, and you yeah. you guys picked Hercules. I'm so glad you did. I love this film. It's so fun. Well, it's also just in time because it's the 25th anniversary of the film, and they just announced that they're doing the live-action remake with, yes. uh, with Guy Ritchie directing. So, like, mm-hmm. and we, yes. we had planned the stars this. aligned. We had set all this up before that announcement was made. So I, I think we're responsible, basically. It, yeah. People in Disney are listening to what Caroline and I you are know doing. They are. And they're, they're so. I guess they've bugged our computers as well and our phones. So they've <laughs> seen our text messages with you. So, like, yeah, it's happening. It's all happening right now. Uh, so Hercules came out on June 27th, 1997, was directed by Ron Clements and John Musker, written by Ron Clements, John Musker, Don McHenry, Bob Shaw, and Irene Mechie, with music Robert. and lyrics by Alan Menken and David Zippel. Uh, so let's start with Sorry, our guest. David Zippel did these lyrics. <laughs> yeah, come on. Sure Honestly, that explains so yes. much to me right now. I was sitting there watching. I was like, who wrote these lyrics? Could I have found out uh, almost instantly? <laughs> yes. But I waited until right now. <laughs> Interesting. Amy Jo, there is an app. It is called IMDB. Heard of it? Huh? <laughs> the old MDIB. So many letters. Uh, but let's start. <laughs> Too many. Let's start with you. Uh, so, so Connor, what's your experience with Hercules? When did you first see it? Oh, I first saw it, like, when it came out. This is, to Amy Joe Little Mermaid scenario, Hercules was, like, my scenario. This was, uh-huh. like, one of the big movies when I was growing out. I had the pajama set, uh, had the Hercules pajama set. We had the Disney characters. Actually, I remember specifically the summer it came out, we got our, like, wax plastic Disney characters set of Hercules, and we went to visit our, like, third fourth fifth cousins once removed in chattanooga tennessee chattanooga. and we, <laughs> we brought these things over we had our cassette tape of the of the soundtrack and we would we would sing and i guess this has a lot 
you know, to say about like who I am as a person, but like we would have our cousin, they were like holding the characters like microphones. And I was like, no, 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 no. You need to set up a little thing next to it and put the character next to you as you sing, like they do in the recording booths where they have the, oh, the model of the character. <laughs> and it, it is one of my, mo- it is probably the only memory that I have of that trip to see these cousins because it infuriated me. So I was very, very particular about my Hercules and how it was presented. And yeah, that's amazing. And that's fair though it's an it's it's a toy it's not a microphone it's not a microphone use use a damn pen it's a reference point as you're singing grab grab your hairbrush or you are embodying the voice of you are putting the spirit of your voice into puppetry and i guess i guess that's probably one of my moments where i knew i was like "Mm, i should probably be like a director because i was like no we needed to have our little pedestal (laughs) we had our reference model there we could be like hmm megara looks like this so I should sing maybe from my hips or like something like I don't know. <laughs> yes. I just they recently didn't saw those. I just recently saw those reference photos um, of uh, oh I'll forget his name. Peter Pan. But, yes, but 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 it was like ca- the Captain Hook and Smee actors like in oh, the yeah. studio oh my doing all those. They're incredible. It's just like oh yeah, that, I always love seeing those because you really see how much the animators take from mm-hmm. like humans, I and mean, you can really see that in in everything they do. But I, there were a few moments in this too where I was like, oh, that's just like to. I, I remember when um, watching some Lord of the Rings uh, commentary or some <laughs> some such because I was, you know, I've always been a big nerd about that. But um, <laughs> the animators talking about you know animating Gollum, and they're like, we're actors too. Like this is yes, we are. 100%. We have to put that into the animation, and I really felt that watching yeah a lot of this movie. There was uh, I have the Art of Frozen book, and one of the lead animators for Elsa was like in the room with Adina Menzel and sketching while she was singing uh, oh, "Let cool. It Go." Mm. And all the facial expressions are hers. And then I was like watching, what was I watching? I was watching like the making of Frozen 2. And there was like the one lead animator for Elsa or whatever. And she was like, she set like a video camera on like a skateboard and recorded herself running Mm. and like jumping to do all the Into the Unknown stuff. And she like animated based off herself. It's like, I love that shit. I love it. (laughs) Love it. Uh, what about you, Caroline? When did you first see Hercules? Was it when it, in, in theaters or? I did. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think I saw it in theaters. It must have been as soon as it came out on VHS. But I, too, had the pajamas. Um, mm-hmm. I had Meg pajamas. And the and plates. They, and the plates. I do recall the plates. The plates. Uh, Please listen to our episode on, on Hunchback and Notre Dame. Yes. You want to hear about the plates. We're putting out the fine china tonight. <laughs> Hercules that's, plates. That's what it felt like. We got guests coming over. <laughs> Honestly, d- the fact that we've done Hunchback and Hercules with the two of you is so amazing because those were like, I feel like I bought out all of the merchandise for both of those. Those were like some like my top two for a while. And like Meg was everything in, the, in like sure. maybe the early 2000s. She was still in Disney parks and you could meet her. And like, I have like, oh. a pri- I have to, I have, I'll have to find it. I have a prize photo yes, of me please. and Meg. And like, she's like, of course, like to, to imitate that, that gorgeous pony, like this, like fake. You know, I was just like, thinking like, that's a heavy yes. wig. <laughs> I, I, I personally, maybe unpopular opinion. I don't know if they've nailed Meg's parks look quite yet. Um, there's just oh. something that's a little that's, that's missing for me. I don't know what it is. Well, they have her in Phantasmic. 
on the yeah. boat. She looks good from afar. Yeah, from afar. Probably because <laughs> <you're kidding. laughs> Oh, a lot we're looks missing, good from afar. You know what we're missing here? Distance. <laughs> distance. You can go well, we need to go the distance. We need to go the distance. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? She, uh, like, uh, so much of the animation of this is very, like, clearly, like, inspired by the angles you would find in, like, Greek sketches and urns and all of that kind of stuff, which is so fun. Um, but she is, I think, more angular yes. than most, like, quote-unquote princess types. They're they're much rounder silhouettes. The features are softer. And so, like, that's kind of easier to just, like, actualize in a gown as opposed to someone who, like, she's dressed like a column, you know? <laughs> yes, and then exactly. she's got the hair. Like, it, it is a bit more heightened in a way. Because it's column she's... couture. <laughs> column couture. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Category is Colin Couture. I want to see that oh runway. Wait, <laughs> wait though. <laughs> okay. I mean, I have you ideas. do you do have an. I won't say I'm in love. I love what uh, the muses are not just statues, but are columns. They have like the roof. Yes. Attachment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the pantheon. Like the that the visual is like burned into like my memory. Yeah, yeah hundred <laughs> percent. Also, side note, we we did a little uh, back around Halloween. We did an episode on villain sidekicks. So if people love Meg, I did a deep dive into how Meg, you know, came to me. And it's a really, really fascinating story. So Meg is just totally everything to me. So it could go on and on. Yeah. I mean, she's great. It's such a great character. It's such mm-hmm. a great, yeah. uh, like, turn. I used to, I don't, can't think of another Disney film like this yeah. where your love interest is also, like, technically starts as, as, as like you said, kind of like guy. a villain side. Yeah. 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 Kind of, yeah. yeah. But also just someone with, like, so much sass, like, so much attitude. And I adore it. It it's feels so like fun. it could only have come about in the late 90s yes. in a way that actually works effectively for the film. Like, I think some of the stuff that at the time people, like took issue with over like it feeling very fresh and contemporary and like referencing air jordans and all this kind of stuff like i think actually is really fun about it now you know and yeah. not just in a in a like a vintage way but in a way where it feels it still feels fresh it you does know, it, it does oh yeah it, i watched it earlier today and there were still things that i was finding that like i had never heard before or like yeah things that were it's very just hitting me it's like lyrically and text wise very not dense meaning like hard to understand just like it joke goes, a minute yeah, yes. a joke. there's so yeah, much to pick up on and yeah. visually there's so much yeah. visual humor mm-hmm. in, in any given frame uh it's really amazing so i'll just drop that's a good as any time to just drop this so this film speaking of hunchback was kind of created and released in backlash mm-hmm. from pocahontas and hunchback because they were criticized as being too dark and dealing with such serious issues for Disney. So they decided like, okay, we're going to lighten it up with our next film with Hercules, which I love because animation in and of itself is not a genre. So there's no reason why every movie need every animated film needs to follow the same basic template. So to have this be like such an all out comedy, I think is so fun. I think works so great for this material. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it was originally the, the original concept was going to be pretty much like a full out screwball comedy and they pulled back on that a little bit you can totally feel where you know that there's touches of that in there still which is great yeah Yeah. oh yeah i saw that the directors sought inspiration from the classic screwball comedy films of preston sturges and frank capra so they like imagining hercules as the young jimmy stewart and mr smith goes to washington uh and musker the director explained and that meg is modeled on barbara stanwick specifically on the character she played in the lady eve and meet yes i see that a thousand percent and you hear it in 
what Susan Egan is doing with the voice. Because I was like, you know, this really reminds me of, we just re-watched Hudsucker Proxy not too long ago. I was like, this reminds me a bit of like a very light version of what Jennifer Jason Lee is doing. I thought, hey, listen, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. You, know, you got Moxie, kid. Yes. That kind of thing. She's doing like a, a light reference to that, which is extremely Barbara Stanwyck. Uh, in the Lady Eve, I'll which see you listener, if, it's been a real slice. It's been a real slice. <laughs> listener, if you have not watched the Lady Eve with Barbara Stanwyck and Henry Fonda, it is such a delight. It is <laughs> a real treat. Um, I can't recommend it highly enough. And yeah. actually, now I want to rewatch it. Um, very fun. Very, <laughs> later very, tonight. Very charming. I'm down. I'm down with that. Uh, and and Amy, what was your first experience with Hercules? I I'm telling you now. I honestly can't remember if if. I saw this in theaters or not. Mm. I'm thinking because if this came out in 97, I would have been going into the ninth grade. Wow. Remember when you used to say I'm going into the such and such grade? <laughs> uh, those words have not left my lips. And remember when you used to say I'm going into any grade, any grade, <laughs> barely. Um, I, recall. I If it was 97, I would have been going into the ninth grade. So I'd been going into high school. So I was very busy with oh. extracurriculars. I was um, four. I had but, lots of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, were very you available. Did, you kind of just yeah. <laughs> got nothing. My schedule is wide open. open. It was just um, snack time and nap time. <laughs> I do miss gap. nap time. I do miss it. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I want to say that Hunchback was the last Disney movie that I went and saw in theaters, like traditional Disney animated movie that I went and saw in theaters, like until Tangled, probably, because uh-huh. mm. then I was busy. You know, um, so, but I'm not sure I, I may, I definitely saw it at some point in high school, but I, I hadn't watched that much. Like, because Jeff is a little younger than me, this hit more for your age range. So then it was like, uh, I've watched it more since being with you and I find it very charming and entertaining in, in a way that I think like, was just like, oh, this is fun. But because I wasn't watching it when I was nine and one, and because the villain who I now appreciate as fantastic wasn't a fabulous sea witch, I was kind of like, <laughs> ah, forget it. Call me later, you know. <laughs> he doesn't even get a fabulous song. You don't no, even get a don't. villain number. The biggest mistake with Jafar: no, only reprise. And is it a great reprise? Absolutely. But does Jafar, voiced by Jonathan Freeman, known singer, mm-hmm. does he deserve a number? Of course he does. So I think Hades does so too. Hades yeah. should sing. 100%. I agree. Yeah. yeah, he does because I think like, he's the closest thing to like an Ursula counterpart that we. I have, agree. Like, I was going to say the as same like a thing. Male villain. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff was saying when we were watching it last night when when you're in the part where all the souls are spinning down, like when you're in in your in hell and you're in Hades. Uh, he was like, "Oh, this would also you could just repurpose poor unfortunate souls. So you could just do a jukebox <gasps> musical <laughs> and I mean, sing that here." <laughs> <laughs> not wrong it would work it would work did, uh, and I, did either I, of you see the the sh- version of Hercules at the public the public works I didn't in the park. no oh, no, no. Okay. I saw it they gave Hades a song okay who was playing Hades it was oh, Roger Bart was it, wasn't it Roger Bart oh, it was Roger Bart wow. yeah. oh my god right you know, may we all age from Hercules the we to wish Hades to see in the world <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, but, but, um, but uh, not yeah good. you're, you're not, not great no not, it, Oof, was, it was disappointing I mean it it was like you could tell it was a, it was like a early draft of a yeah. There's a ways to go, mm. which like we all have 
processes, um, mm-hmm. but maybe don't put it at the Delacorte where people are expecting, I don't know, yeah. a finished product. That yeah. that whole production in and of itself was sort of like an anomaly just because it was public work. So it's not like it's a it's all your Broadway actors. It's like a bunch. It's like a community theater production with right. Broadway actors. And like, but it's a major IP. Like, of course oh, my gosh, it was. It was insane. And literally when they hit the like, you girl, go girls, dun, 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 dun like the whole oh, yeah. Delacorte was just like screaming. It was like a freaking concert. It was oh, amazing. Oh my gosh. Caroline didn't get wow. to go. I had to go in her stead. He did. I, 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 right I after I was like, it. tell me I, everything. I yeah. I may or may I, I not was, have yeah. recorded the audio of it. Oh. Oh, uh-oh. Uh, I was curious because of that. I'm like, are they, are we trying to get a synergy going? Are we trying to have this live action Hercules and also maybe have Hercules coming abroad? Yeah, interesting timing with both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious. And I'm curious to see how much this show, the public, does, is this going to influence this live action in terms of like, I have no idea. I mean, the Beauty and the Beast movie certainly wasn't influenced by the Broadway version, really, right, based right. on no. the like, they're like, well, and what a shame. song or two. Yeah. But, but, but we're not going to bring any of the Broadway yeah. songs. But the to thing the movie. is, the the Broadway version ran for like what seven years or something. Like yeah. it had already been a successful property for Disney, so I feel like they're like great. But that closed in like the mid two thousands or like two thousand and eight or something. Like now we can do something totally different because we're not trying to promote a potential new version of the property. We're going to do something I'm not different exact, and, and get someone who can't sing and put her in the right. lead role. Oh, no. That's what everybody oh, yeah, wants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised. That Beauty and the Beast made so much money. I wouldn't have been surprised if they were like, and now we're bringing it back to Broadway. Well, there were so they many have the rumors. production in London that's yeah. happening oh, or is, it oh, might be over right. already. And I'm there. Right, yeah, there have been so many rumors and they were and like, what's his name? Who's the head of uh, Disney theatricals was like, Beauty and the Beast will be returning to Broadway within the next 10 years. This was like maybe like two or three years okay. ago before the pandemic. There you go. And he's like, but I can't tell you when it's going to happen. But I'm like, I would like to see because I never got to see Beauty and the Beast on it Broadway. It was on I was my first kid. trip to New York. It was my first was Broadway show. Yeah, me too. Oh, I, wow. saw, I saw Big the Musical. <gasps> and oh, then wow. either later that night or the next day, <laughs> saw Beauty and the Beast with Are You Ready? I'm sure the listener, if they are uh, uh, an eagle-eared listener, has already heard this information. But... I saw eagles known eagles. for their ears. Listen, <laughs> I try listen, <laughs> listen. Anyway, um, I'm I saw like an eagle. Mark Kudish as Gaston and Carrie Butler as Belle. Yeah. I saw Carrie. That's Wait, we might have seen it at the same time. I saw Belle? Carrie Butler as Belle too. She was amazing. Yeah. One two punch. Yeah. She was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, so it's so funny listening to Susan Egan in this. I hear traces of Carrie Butler, which I think is actually partly residually from having listened to the Beauty and the Beast Broadway recording cast album and hearing like the is this home like in her well, her vocal timbre. The you Susan know? Egan phenomenon is what I sort of refer that like to that whole thing because I'm like there are so many things that have influenced so many other things just by Susan Egan being yeah. a part of it mm-hmm. like her bell influenced the Megara and then her Megara influenced some other things and then she dubbed in Spirited Away and it's just like all these things sort of like she's so interesting She's and so she, interesting. She also really had to fight for Meg. She really wanted it, but they didn't yeah. believe the edge because she was Belle. And so they didn't really right. consider her at first. She's like, I'm an actor. I'm an actor. <laughs> forbid, heaven forbid, <laughs> I have multiple skills. I would love if that was Susan Egan's normal speaking. <laughs> that would be my Megara. <laughs> this is hey, me, Susan hey, Egan. Hey. Hey, Wonder Boy. And then I just turn it on, and now I'm Belle. I'm Wonder Boy. I mean, you, oh, you know. Oh, boy. 
Yeah, there's like a. We can all. You know, ha- we all have more rain. The real than- miscast cabaret version of Hercules <laughs> oh where Susan Egan and, and Danny DeVito switch parts. Oh, oh my God. Please. Oh my God. 10 out of 10 would watch. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, and I, I think I, this was a theater movie theater watch for me as well. I'm pretty sure I saw this in the theater. This was the time when I was like, new Disney movies coming out. That's where we're at opening weekend. Um, because we definitely had the VHS tape. I believe my parents still have the VHS tape of this oh, just yes. sitting there in the basement. In for the old clamshell. Somebody to watch someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the old the old clamshell case. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a good dang time is what it is. Yeah. It's just very fun. Let's get into the synopsis, shall we? And I'll keep it pretty brief because I am going to assume, listener, you've seen this at some point and if not you're at least familiar with the basics of the mythology of you've hercules. seen a cartoon you've seen a cartoon <laughs> uh but spoilers ahead you haven't Jesus. seen hercules you haven't seen it in a while here's a briefish synopsis uh we're in ancient greece the gods zeus and hera have their son hercules no well, okay yeah. no, so sorry <laughs> but yes incorrect i yes. really what uh, watching it That's i'm always this like no, right now this movie would have us believe this movie would have us believe zeus that zeus hera isn't a big horn dog a child <laughs> and that he has to become a demigod through some like machinations of someone else when in reality it's like no zeus was just sleeping with anything that moved mm. um literally and anything. therefore created a de- literally anything yeah. and like sometimes um, he will be anything right. in order well, to I'm sleep with a- anything <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm just a little cow. Yeah, the cow. I'm a swine. I'm just a little swine. Check out my spots. So, like, I was just like, interesting thinking about being one of the 18 writers on this and going, now, how do we, how do we make this family friendly? Because the original, the original text, as for, is not that. She is just a proud papa. No shenanigans here. Married to a sister. <laughs> when pain and panic come as the snakes in the cradle and he likes he's like yeah and like kind of you know throws them around i was like oh yeah because that's those are in a nod to when hera sent snakes yes, to, to kill to hercules yeah. to punish zeus it's like mm, well we, we take what for we naming a nod, a child a after nod. her when it wasn't her child yes. <laughs> Awkward all around. Anyway, I'm just like, you know what? Hera, I would have sent some snakes too. I've been like, hell yeah, no, <laughs> go get them. Well, I mean, it's the same with Hades. Let's be honest here. Yes. He's just a working stiff. He didn't ask to be god of the underworld. Right. He's just getting the job done. That Fair. doesn't make the guy evil. He's looking after all the dead people. <laughs> but this movie's painting him like a villain just because his head is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, all the gods are joyful except for Hades, who has his plot to overthrow Zeus. So he has his demon minions, Pain and Panic, kidnap Hercules with the intention of making him mortal and killing him. But he only he drinks all this bottle, this juice that'll make him mortal, but he doesn't get that last drop. And the little baby Hercules, yeah, ties him up in a knot in a bow, throws him over his shoulder like a continental soldier and jettisons them into the stratosphere. Uh, and gets adopted by uh, what are their names? Am Amphitryon, Vitrion, and Al. This is why you have an expert on the show. <laughs> we got you. Is exactly. it? Al- but I'm like Alcimine, Al- Alchemy, Al- Alcimine. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. This He's- was I didn't realize because the last time I saw this, we had not done an episode on the motion picture Superman. But this is clearly like they're done up in oh, a way so that sad. is clearly yes. referencing yeah. Superman. Yep. 
which I thought was charming once I finally realized it, you know, <laughs> 25 years after. See, there's I mean, always I something new to find in this movie. Right. Very true. Yes, so he's raised, he's just this awkward teen who's just so strong but has no control over his body. So he's and no one people bully can stand him. him. Right. I know, I'm like, um, I would not bully you because uh you could just like flick me and I would fly halfway across the country. Like yeah, no, the one I day that this guy snaps. Yeah, I'd be yeah, like, exactly. I would just stay away. But yes, he eventually learns that he is Zeus's son. He gets to meet the Zeus's, the statue comes to life, and he learns that he's got to become a hero. So he's got to seek out Philoctetes. I mean, perfect casting with Danny DeVito Gorgeous. as this horny goat man, uh, the perfect. role he was born to play. Absolutely. Um, and he gets all buff and he's now going to be a hero. We get, we meet, of course, Meg, where he just thinks she's a damsel in distress. Uh, but she, she's actually, yeah, working for Hades because she had sold her soul to him to help a previous guy she was with who then immediately left her for someone else. So she's been burned. She's been burned by love before. But if you read the Twisted Tale book, which extrapolates on Meg's story oh, even right. more... It's a whole different story of what happened. That's right. There. You all have talked about those twisted tales. Oh, I read. Ups, I I've read, never the, read um, them. I read the the Hercules one, and uh, it's a it's a book. <laughs> is there is there like the thirty second like version? What's the what's the twisted? Oh tale yeah. Version so of, with of the Meg. twisted tale version is um, it's not that Hercules becomes mortal. Zeus doesn't let Hercules become immortal. Instead. Megara has to become a god in order to stay with Hercules. Oh. So she has Ooh. been entrusted with, or like Hera has set out like challenges for her that she must overcome in order to become a god. And in it, this she learns more been about our sequel. I know she learns more yes. about her history, like the history with her lover and when she sold her soul to Hades and how there were some like misunderstandings there uh-huh. and like blah, 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 blah. And time passes differently in the underworld than on earth. And like, Hades was just tricking her the whole time. It was very interesting. The writing of the, it's very much a children's book. So, right. Children's book early on adult. Sure, sure. So, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, very interesting concept. Very interesting concept. Yeah. That's a badass like, uh, like jumping off point if they yeah. had done a sequel or I mean, even like the direct, a direct to DVD sequel as the, as the Disney exactly. movies at the time tended to do. They did have, I did anyone, did either of you watch the animated the, series? The animated series. Yes. 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 Bunch of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, including the zero to hero, like TV movie that I think was like the pilot of it or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they're on Disney plus. Right. Oh, yeah. The animated series Good is on know. Disney plus now. Good to know. Good to know. But yeah, Her- Hercules, he's fighting all these monsters that uh, Hades throws at him because Hades realizes that Pain and Panic lied and did not, in fact, kill Hercules as getting closer and closer to the time when Hades is trying to unleash all of these titans to defeat Zeus. I, I will say real quick that having a, a, like a very moderate working knowledge of like Greek mythology, it's really fun to see how the uh, the writers and the animators took all these stories like of the labors of Hercules and everything mm-hmm. and made them into these sequences rather than being like how do we plot out all this being like, like we no, don't we'll it's do a z- montage we're gonna do zero to hero let's plow through them real quick Nemean yeah. lion also scar like here we exactly. go exactly exactly yes. yeah. great usage of musical montages throughout yeah. this movie Absolutely. I thought they were used yeah. so well and it helps when you've got the music singing some Chorus. of the best Disney 
songs, in my opinion, of like how Absolutely. thrilling these like gospel. Caroline is are. giving like Italian like That's how I feel about it. Uh, but Herc realizes that it's not enough. He thinks that this is enough to get him to become a god again and go to Olympus, but he's not a true hero. And his old dad, Zeus, is not telling he's him like, what, Sorry, that, my boy. what he has to You've do. You've capitalized I'm benevolent off of your and... success. So, <laughs> no. Uh, but Hades realizes that Hercules' one weakness is Meg, so he makes him a deal. You know, you give up your powers for a day, and Meg, I'll, will, no harm will come to her. So he can unleash all these titans and, and otherwise i'll kill meg is the other right. implied yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah but uh Her- so hercules with no power still manages to take out this big old cyclops uh but meg is mortally wounded which i did love because we always watch these with the subtitles on so pegasus we haven't mentioned pegasus who in my opinion might be the best non-speaking a- disney animated sidekick sorry oh, now, see, now this is thing that on Poor Unfortunate Podcast, they have contests about this. Yes. Yeah. And polls go We have on. an awards now, show. Uh, mm-hmm. Pegasus it, oh, versus Maximus is, is a really I was about to say, uh, isn't it the dang one. horse and tank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. It. But here's but my Pegasus thing. Pegasus is only one of them helicopter moment. Pegasus' yeah, exactly. helicopter moment with the searchlight in the garden yeah. is like <laughs> so funny. Yes, perfect. Yes, yes. When she blows out the candle on his head. <laughs> yes, yes. Ridiculous. <laughs> Um, but when Meg is like crushed by this pillar, it just the subtitles are Pegasus mournful neighing. No. And mournful <laughs> neighing really got me. Mournful Doesn't neighing. really put you in the pocket of what you're supposed to be feeling when you're like not quite. <laughs> I also just, just sad, sad neighing would be fine. I also just love that she got crushed by like a four ton column. And she's still like alive to be like, oh, it's like I have a have like an illness or like consumption right. or something. It's like, no, if that <laughs> crushed you, like you're dead on impact. Like you're dead. You're done. <laughs> you're done. It looks like if you go back to the shot, it looks like there's like some kind of rock pile or little rock that's also there under it, as if to be like, like a little fulcrum. Only, yeah. Uh, like it's only wow. partially it's crushing like, her. Wow. We crushed her spleen and she's going like, to like right. bleed internally until... <laughs> the appendicitis she... <laughs> is going to get her. It's yeah. a terrible way to go. Uh, <laughs> but now because she was injured, he, uh, Hercules gets his strength back. So he's able to help take out all the Titans, get save the day, and then has to go to the underworld to get save no, Meg's whoa, whoa, soul. Whoa, 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 whoa. Walk it back a second. I'm walking back. So like... The Titans and Hades, they take over Olympus. Like, they're no there. Problem. Like, they they're, did it. They're like, hey, we got you. Then, once I'm skipping ahead slightly, but, but like, it's like Zeus has got, you know, a dozen thunderbolts. They do nothing. Nothing anyone does, does anything. Once Herc shows up, suddenly the lightning bolts are like, goodbye, rock monster Titan. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, Hits my him rocks. right in the face. <laughs> like, why do they suddenly work? No, I wonder. Maybe because they're so close, because it's like a point blank lightning bolt to the oh, face. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe a lightning bolt to the face. A you know what? Bolt okay. We, Jeff and I recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's just the force of impact. Jeff and I recently had the experience of seeing Wicked again because we took our nieces. Oh, um, yes, I saw. Oh. Yeah, which was super cute to take them. But afterwards, we were like, now, hold on, because I haven't seen Wicked in many years. Um, We were like, the last 15 minutes really tried to, because I've read the book, which is phenomenal. And then I've seen the show, Uh, which I had. Did you read the whole series? 
No, just the, oh, just, just the, the one. Just the one. Just All the right. one. And I, I read it before I saw the show because, yeah, you know. Yeah, I did I'm too. In, I read it in middle too. school when I should not have been reading it. Me too. That wow. That was an intense but experience. Caroline yeah. and I have yeah. dis- discussed that it it was a, an awakening for both of us. Oh, absolutely. The phrase oh, blue diamonds I mean, on a green field. I knew. Yep. I, I knew you were going to say that. That was read the book of Wicked. That was like our, that was our Wi-Fi password. Yeah, that was our apartment's Wi-Fi password. It was blue diamonds, green field. Oh dear, listener! I, I hope you know what we're talking about. And, and if, if you, you don't, don't, you'll you're figure good. it out. Or you'll figure <laughs> it out. You know, you know. I will say when Wicked so I'm gets sitting, a sexy I'm sitting book. next to my little nieces who are ten and sixteen, and like you know, as long as you're mine, which uh, I was like, you know, it's staged really well because they're just letting these people who are excellent singers <laughs> just sing and be like close to each other. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I were like 14, I'd probably be losing my mind. Yes. So just like, <laughs> like watching them. Anyway, the point is it lasts like 15 minutes of the show or so. Let's just say there's a lot of plot wrapped up and I'll say mm, sloppily. And, and so there was just, it's the moment like the one other place I've seen this vial was Alphabuzz and blah, blah, blah. I was like, how are you clocking this now? You know, like <laughs> we, didn't you, didn't you see that like an hour ago? Like what's over half an hour ago? You know, and I felt that watching the Titans suddenly like get taken down. I was like, oh, what's sure. so special about now? Well, we're 15 feet closer. That's what it is. So that's why it works. So, so why is Morable like, Glinda, that's fine. Just don't hurt me. I'm like, why like, go to prison? That's it. Right. Yes. I was <laughs> I like, wonder, well, yeah, now I'm that not. you decreed it, I guess she's going to jail. And I felt like that with this. I was like, well, why, why suddenly now? Why suddenly I wonder now? if in the Hercules defense, it could be something to do with like, fate, not the fates, but the, the fates prophecy fate, of like when Hercules sure. joins the battle then if he fights if he fights no you will lose and so maybe like totally. once he began fighting then things magically work a bit maybe. better yeah or, or maybe i mean they re- it was a, a real surprise attack they didn't really have time That's to get prepared true. so even if maybe the lightning bolts there's different versions of them with different but disney we are doing a lot of our... work for you right now disney disney we know this. you're listening he's fighting you're listening. your 25 year old film uh we have some notes <laughs> We have some thoughts, um, so take them into account. <laughs> well, we know that action. we know Guy Ritchie also a huge listener to the pod, so these mm. are specifically notes for him. Yeah, new live fan. action. We, we can we oh, can speak yeah. though. He he cannot cut out two moments. One when all the Titans start heading the wrong way. That's one yes. of the best moments. <laughs> but yes. then also a line that I did not realize until this time I watched it was when pain and panic turn into like the, the, the fake Pegasus and then Pegasus is beating the two of them up and panic goes, no, I, I really was attracted to you. It was, <laughs> yes, I yes, died. Yes. I died. He's like, I was really I, attracted to you. I did not clock that. That is. A oh my gosh. Clock. I thought you were going to say, which I have never really clocked. And maybe this is just me and listener. It probably is. But with the Titans, when they're all like Zeus and like, I will burn Zeus. No, they don't even say I will. They just say Zeus. And then the tornado one just goes, blow him. And then he goes, away. It's like, guy, you got to stitch those words together. You got to stitch those words together. I think speaking of Wicked, I think we're getting a peek at the man behind the curtain here. We know where Tornado Titan, where it's at. I know, Tornado Titan's like, leave Zeus, he's mine. I'll take it. (laughs) Zeus has got 
got Trust some me, pets I've on. Got a, some, I got a special fate for him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just to wrap up the synopsis, Hercules swims down into all these swirling souls. He rescues Meg's soul. And now he's a true hero because he sacrificed his life. And those fates try to, those creepy old fates with the one oh, eye between them. they're great. I want to see a snip, production snip. of the Scottish play where they well, model oh, yeah. the witches on them. In the um, in the the version in the public, they were played by uh, like a child, a like teenager, and then an adult. Like it was oh. very, very oh. I just got like chills thinking about. <gasps> I was like, that was a really, really smart so creepy about That's cool. people of very different um, yeah. generations sharing a mind yeah. is like mm-hmm. really cool. But yeah, but still the little kid version should still be just as gross looking and still with all oh, this please, scraggly yes. hair yeah. and no eyes. <laughs> I mean, uh, also when, when Hades is like flirting with the one fate, she's like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. You pulled out my worm hair. <laughs> Oh, and yes. then when they pull the, the little like the, thing oh, off of the eyeball, the eyeball. That, oh my god! Though I love when the eyeball becomes like the like crystal ball yes. of the prophecy. I'm like, oh, that's really good. The design, really good. the design is, great. is so, so good. There's so many of those moments in this film, more than like many many others that are just like are Hera's design, into your memory. Yeah, Hera's design. Her headpiece is a cornucopia. Oh, I was like, oh my oh. gosh. That this is makes brilliant. a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But also her shiny pink hair. I oh my gosh. Oh, real yeah. shiny. Yeah, she's just shiny. But it's, so many, the design, yeah. the the like backgrounds that they did for this, as I was watching it, I was like, I could watch them go through all of this and take out all of the animation and just go from background to background, and I would be fully oh, yeah. content. I'd be fully mm-hmm. content. Yeah. Absolutely. The design for Olympus is so Oh, <sighs> And yeah, our film ends. Uh, Hercules, he, he's now a god again. He can go to Olympus, but he's he's in love with Meg and she loves him. So he decides to stay on Earth. And uh, I assume that means he can kind of travel between the two. Well, now he's like places. a full demigod, as right. he always was. He always <laughs> and was. this is All why along. Megara is not a princess, because he no. abdicates the throne right, to Olympus. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that for the new live action, it should be Prince Harry and Meghan Markle? And this Herc and Meg? I mean, I don't that's hate that. Meg, down on Meg my list. Hey. There are a lot Meghan of things Markle. about that that Meghan I don't Markle. hate. <laughs> but there are some people who are like, Megara is the princess of Thebes and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yes, in the mythology, but not the movie. She's a not dead person. Canonically, not canonically yeah. Disney-wise. Uh, <laughs> you can't be a princess when you're dead. <laughs> no. That's what if Disney needs to do be, next. Dead If princess. you're going to be canonical about that, Ooh. then Ariel is seafoam. Okay? Yeah, like, there you go. So right. You got to draw a line and go, That's are right. we doing Disney canon? Are we doing origin story That's canon? Right. Thank you. <laughs> you're so welcome. <laughs> uh, the casting director of Hercules was Ruth Lambert. Lambert's also cast such films as Mulan and A Bug's Life, TV shows such as Harley Quinn and Rick and Morty, and previous episodes, Toy Story, and of course, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. <sighs> so let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Some of these people may have auditioned, some may have just been discussed by casting. It's all subjective. And as always, I've looked up all the actors in advance, and Amy Joe, Connor, 
and Caroline are hearing it along with you, listener, for the very first time. Though I suspect the poor pod folks will know a lot more than I do. <laughs> I'm sure you exactly. Yeah, I know. A uh, but that's all good. That's all good. Uh, but let's kick it off with old Hercules, the titular character. Uh, so starting with you, Connor, your thoughts on Tate Donovan and Josh Keaton as young Hercules and Roger Bart as the singing voice of Hercules. And who'd you cast if you had to cast someone else? You know, I I thought the three of them in the film, the way the voice sort of aged, their voices worked really, really well together in terms of like to have three different people voicing this one character in an hour and a half film and believe that they're all the same person. I'm like, that is a real feat. That's kind of like what we were talking about in Hunchback, where we were talking about Esmeralda having two voices for singing and, and acting that are very very felt very much of like the same character even though they were two different people and i think that's one of the things that like disney does really really well consistently especially during the renaissance era um so i i loved all of them um but if i was doing uh, a hercules casting and i was doing like a live version of it um i I would see a world in which Michael B. Jordan as Hercules would be really, really interesting. Mm. He can't okay. sing though. He can't sing. No. So well, apparently neither can Tate Donovan. So yeah, true. Um, but the other person that I was really interested, in, I was like, oh wow. I, when I thought of it, I was like, Zac Efron would make a really good Hercules. Uh, yeah. I and mean, I, now he's just yeah. getting more and more buff by the day. Yeah, I'm like, I, I can, and that. I could see them. The man can sing. I can see that he can sing, he can act, and I can see him. He's in this like he's in this time in in his life, like at this age. That's the word. He's at this age where he basically <laughs> can sort of. I think he can sort of dip into both realms a little bit, or they can do some like CGI, you know, Captain America type of thing, age him down or whatever. That'd be interesting. But then the third person that I would I would want is I'm like somebody unknown because. For Hercules, like a movie like this, it's a career-making opportunity. And I love when we find people that we don't know already and, like, build them up. And we need to handle this better than we did with Mina Masood and Aladdin. Uh, but, yeah, those are my yeah. three that I could see as, as Hercules. What's sure. so interesting about Zac Efron, too, is, like, uh, a friend of ours who did Greatest Showman with him, who's, who's an older actor, so he's, like, been around, but, like, we were chatting about various stuff, and he mentioned, like, we were, I can't remember how he came up, but we were talking about Zac Efron, and I was like, he seems to me like someone who, like, really wants to work hard and show up and do yeah. and he's like, oh, 100%. He's like, he is always all in. He is, like, so excited about showing up and doing the thing, which I think for especially something like a musical, you kind of have to be, like, willing yeah. to be uncool, which, I mean, like, I guess he did start with High School Musical, which I will admit, but he didn't having sing seen in for the, the first time, like, oh, that's right, he didn't He didn't sing, sing in the that. first one. In so the second wild. and third one, right. he did. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't yeah. let him sing. I saw, I saw it for the first time, like, a month ago. <gasps> I, How I was that for you? How was that? You know what? <laughs> Delightful. I mean, it's terrible it's, so it's terrible oh they won the it. game how was yours uh, we won too like <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot to be desired but um but i do think that that's 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 the kind of star power you want with someone that people are going to like uh, you know throw some of that like the kind of the scene where all the girls come in and swarm him yeah. you know that kind, like right. you want that kind of energy which is what zach efron's been living with since that's he true. was like a teenager yeah. um but someone who is going to be willing to be like, I'm going to be in a musical and think that there's something cool about that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. 
And if uh, Guy Ritchie's going to do it, it's going to feel like an ap- action movie anyway, too. So it's going to work. Yeah, real well. I didn't. I didn't see the live action Aladdin. Does it feel action? <clears throat> yeah, the opening sequence, yeah. the like one jump, wow. is like a full on action sequence while mm. being a musical sequence, and it was really, really cool. And I, I was loved like, that oh, movie. right, that's I really what loved the oh, okay. that's what the animated oh, film is. Like, it's a yeah, it's like an action adventure movie set to music. And, and I, I thought, thought Mina Masood, like, I just thought the it. casting of that was great. And Mina Masood was such a great Aladdin. It was just really yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's great. Good to look at. Uh, but yeah. Uh, how about you, Caroline? Thoughts on Tate Donovan and Josh Keaton and Roger Bart? And who'd you cast if you got to cast someone else? Yeah, I, I can't complain about this casting at all. I mean, I'm always one for like, I love when everyone can do the speaking voice and the singing voice. But yeah, I think it. I think, I think it's seamless. And, and so I was like, okay, you know, if we could redo that, just the animated movie, who would I want to do the speaking and singing voice? And, I, and even though I don't know if this is the perfect fit, I just want to hear Gavin Creel singing go the distance Uh, Um, yes so that obviously you know not only if that was we were going to redo another animated i don't know why we would do that but if we did but absolutely zach zach efron's top of mind for me part of it is like we kind of a while ago um we asked we like kind of asked our listeners to dreamcast it and, and and a lot of folks asked for zach some people mentioned jordan fisher uh, and I could oh, get okay. down with that as well. Um, I just really also, don't want to do the Tom Holland, Taron Egerton route. No, 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 no. I didn't know. People suggested mm. that. That wasn't they're for not, me. They're not the right No, vibe. that wasn't. No. And everyone, and I and I really like love me some Tom Holland, but we, we can't keep putting him in I everything. I do too. No. He's in everything. Um, yeah, he's in everything. Um, so, and, and this would be, if we were going to do, I, I have no idea about any, I think he sings a little. I don't, I don't know. I think he would need a lot of training, but... I'd kind of like to see Kit Harrington play uh, Hercules. He's got some no, of the boyish thing, but he's got some of like, I think a little in the Guy Ritchie version, if we had a little bit, a tiny like bit of brooding from Hercules, that could work as well. Um, so yeah. yeah, and like cutie patootie. That w- I think that would make people <laughs> scream. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. What about Amy Jo? How about you? I will admit to not caring so much about this role um, as I do the others. As is often with me the case, I'm like, I don't know, someone someone young and strapping. Great. You know, you'll find someone charming and young and strapping. Um, I do think the voice matching is like bonkers to yeah. realize yeah. it's three people. It's really something else. My... Here's the thing. When Roger Bart is like really doing the high stuff, it's thrilling. When he's doing the middle stuff, I kind of want a little more from him, which just also tells me a lot about how expectations have changed from 1997 to today. You know, so you saying Gavin Creel, Caroline, I'm like, yeah, I want something that seamless. I just I just did a concert over the weekend with not the guy we saw as Fiero, but the guy who played Fiero, Wait, like until the Amy end of Joe, the day. Amy Joe, pause. I was there. We didn't have to get a chance to talk about this. Wait, you were incredible. But I ha- you were at that. Con- yes, I th- did. I not see oh my you? god, I I went to you passed by my table and I screamed so loud. I'm like Amy. Has I know, but I was like, me. who is screaming for me? <laughs> I don't me? understand. <laughs> that is phenomenal. <laughs> It was absolutely That's phenomenal. So but also, wait, can we talk about Sam wait. Gravitt's voice? That's Hello. what I'm about what is, to Wait, say. wait. I'm casting Sam Gravitt. Absolutely. That's yeah. what I'm... Uh, he is on my list for singing voice. I, and you know what? He came back to our table. He came back to a performer table. The, the adults. There were like the young ones at the one table and then the old wizened crones <laughs> where we were all at the other table. And he comes back. He was like, ooh, I wish I hadn't uh, screamed so hard at a Pride event in Brooklyn. And I, I, I said to him afterwards and he was just like, 
Shut like, up. Complimenting my vibrato, which I was grateful for. But then when he he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I oh, wish a blah, blah, blah. I was like, honestly? No. The idea of you sounding no. better than you just did sickens Oh, it made me. me it, so no, no. Dumb. When he alluded to like, it's like he he said, he went like, oh, uh-oh. I was like, no, absolutely not. You sound like. How dare. You sound but flawless. Like, <laughs> The the level to the degree to which a contemporary Broadway tenor is holding themselves the the accountable mm-hmm. is so much different than Roger Bart, who was mm-hmm. that in '97, yeah. and it's like he still has a beautiful voice, but it's the expectation is different now. If you're so a Broadway hear, tenor who can't hit the notes in Dear Evan Hansen, you're not a Broadway tenor anymore. And have it sound effortless. And it has to be perfect. And, and, that was a thing watching this guy, Sam Gravett, who who is delightful. Um, like the ease yes. was so unbelievable. And watching the movie this time, I was like, I just want more ease overall from the whole thing. Which like, you know, I, I was thinking also then as I was going through this being like, do I really care that much about it? I'm like, yeah, he really has one song. He has one song. Let's nail it, you know, right. and, and thinking about like Hunchback, that vulnerability and the lack of soaringness in the voice is not necessarily as important as someone who is like, I'm, I'm basically a god, <laughs> you know, like, sure. and, and I might not have figured it all out yet, but like, I want more of that, like that soaring. And I think it's also just, I've heard too many people like absolutely sing the crap out of this song yeah, over the sure. years, you know, um, and Roger Bart. I think does does a great job, especially where it really counts. But I just wanted a little bit more smoothness. But for vocal matching, I was like, I don't know. Thinking of other like people at the time, I was like, I don't know. Like it's someone like Norbert Leo Butts is someone who has a singular mm-hmm. voice, yeah, but I don't think it would match as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he he still sounds even at that time would sound a little. Um, too distinct, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't really have any thoughts other than like. Um, I, I think it's really incredible how well they blended all those because I had forgotten that Roger yeah. Bart was the singing voice. Now sitting there going, it's probably a different voice, but I, I'm not sure. And the fact that I wasn't sure is a real testament mm-hmm. to <laughs> the casting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. You Connor, you're talking about just uh, like an unknown. And I know that's also for like for this new live action version. I t- definitely. But like how like this, like Tate Donovan was pretty much an yeah. unknown like he had like some show with john crier that lasted like one season and then got canceled he was in things the first thing i saw him on was on friends and that was apparently the year after this movie uh that in terms of like the stuff he was doing and then like thinking like tony goldwyn and tarzan like people where you're like you're not coming yeah. to this being like oh it's tony goldwyn oh it's tate Donovan. i would be though i'd be like tony goldwyn i've been waiting <laughs> for you to do something else from what? What in 1999 did you already know Tony Goldwyn from? Well, not no, I didn't know anyone in 1999. <laughs> I knew Bernadette I'm Peters. Saying. I knew Bernadette Peters and Bernadette Peters Ooh, only. Oh, it's me, Bernadette Peters. But in the Tarzan. way that, like, with Aladdin, what's his name? Who was Aladdin? Like, people knew him. Yeah. What's yes. his name? That's the guy true. from Full House. Yes, yes. it was. It was yeah. DJ's yes. boyfriend. DJ's so the episode where they went to Disney World, yes. and yes. she kept being like, "I miss my boyfriend," and she kept seeing him everywhere, and he was dressed up as Aladdin. I was yes. like, "What an in joke." That's good. Um, but I, I, I'm thinking they they weren't, well, actually one of these would work just in terms of like what they were doing career wise in 1997, but just temperamentally, none of these guys in terms of the singing voice, but just the speaking voice of her. Cause what do you need? You need a lovable lug. He's just like, and you could have someone that doesn't actually look like a, like big hunk in real life. But I do think there's a part that is ingrained that some, some, those hunks, they know it. 
they know that they're the hunks that are getting swarmed mm-hmm. by women. And they're like, ah, geez, I'm just trying to get through life. Uh. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, I could see, I could see the John Hamm version of this mm-hmm. at some point, mm-hmm. maybe later. I could see a Tay Diggs version of Hercules that I would like. Oh. And then at least you're getting oh, the singing. He would sing the crap he would sing out of it. He might be in a different key, but he'd still sing the crap out of it. And I think in 1997, not for the singing, but if you don't get Tate Donovan, who I, which I didn't say, I think he does a great job. I think they all do a great job. Uh-huh. Uh, get me Brendan Fraser. Brendan oh, Fraser, I think, yeah. would nail the comedy of his alt G shucks, the like the small He's town Clark Kent. <sighs> He's my everything. You can, you can hear the floppy hair. Yeah, you wouldn't even need to see it. He was my blue diamonds on a green field when I saw George. (laughs) He really was. I know. That was the one. Like Encino Man. I Uh, saw George of the Jungle with my dad and his like a friend down the street, and I was like, "Mm, I'm gay. (laughs) I was like three, and I was like, "Mm, I'm gay. This does it for me. How much can we get away with showing him oiled up and naked in this movie? Just a bowl covering his his penis. How much can we get away with this in this kid's film? (laughs) And thankfully, they got away with a lot. They got away with a lot. Thank God. Thank you. Thank God. So Tate Donovan told his family that he got a role in Hercules. And they apparently all felt sorry for him because they thought that he meant he was going to work on the Kevin Sorbo TV series, Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. Oh, I'm sorry. Your family is sorry for you because you got a job. They need to. They could see into the future. They knew what Kevin Sorbo (laughs) would become. I suppose that's that's fair. Uh, But as for other actors who were up for the role, only one who had apparently, I saw that he'd auditioned for the speaking voice. I assume it was also the singing voice, was Donnie Osmond. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Wow. I was in love with Donnie and Osmond. And then he got to oh. do the singing role of Lee Shang in Mulan right after. In mm-hmm. Mulan, yeah. His voice was considered too deep for Hercules, which I'm like, maybe wow. they also had him for both. Young Herc and Herc. Maybe it would have been just him. Like, I'm oh. not Well, certainly sure. singing-wise. We were wandering around the kitchen earlier, and I was singing a real... Um, Base version of uh, I am on my way. I, <laughs> I can go and, the uh, distance. Jeff was like, "That's not very Roger." There Bart. is something I like, very right about Roger Bart's voice on that very. song. Like it's very like up here, like in the mask. Trey Maskey, very yeah. Easily. As opposed to like when I think of Donny Osmond doing "I'll Make a Man Out of You" in Mulan, where I'm like. Yeah, that feels a little bit more resonant. I mean, part of it's like it's the nature of the song. Totally. But like, maybe how maybe you specifically it that just for the singing that it was too deep for the song, and it's like, well, we're not going to get Donny Osmond to speak it and get someone else to sing. Well, it. But I'm also like, Donny Osmond like, could do that song. The song, yeah. is not yeah. that difficult. No, thinking yeah. of him doing like Joseph. Joseph. That's is, what I was just yeah. going to say when he's Joseph. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber writes way harder for way dudes too than, high than uh, than and Mr. Alan Rankin. Menken. Yeah, yeah. Alan Sorry, Menken Donnie. writes a very singable melody. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will say, you know, mm-hmm. like and in different God vocal bless types, him. he writes. Bless him, <laughs> like know? because Thanks. we're working enough. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard enough to do it. You want to do it eight times a week? However many times in the booth? Come on. <laughs> With my character next to me, my little mock yes. my character yeah, next my to me, little and the figurine. Me. Yeah. Come on. Don't uh, dare sing but, into it. Don't you dare. That's not a microphone. I'll come out uh, from behind the booth and <laughs> dress you up and down. 
Uh, but let's move on to Phil. Oh, Phil Loctides. So, Caroline, thoughts on Danny DeVito as Phil, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? It's 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 casting perfection, I would say. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. really, really, yeah. I racked my brain, and I was like, could I cannot imagine anyone else doing it. So they need to like move it along, make sure that he's still available for the live action because I the only way that it would work for me is if maybe um I I I think I would maybe like to have a woman do it and because there's just no way to like we just have to really flip it on its head in some sort of way. Go in another direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, an older woman. And nobody comes to mind specifically, but I could you know, I could see a, a tough older woman doing it and I would be I would Jane be into Lynch. that. But Jane, Jane Lynch and attracts Jane, Jane Lynch. <gasps> that's, what I mean. that's, the, that's the fun of taking the tallest, our tallest Coach woman, Sue. Jane Lynch, and CGIing her into our tiniest satyr. <laughs> but still thirsty for the nymphs. I, like, oh, I, that's what I want. Okay, the satyr but wiser girl, I had forgotten. To oh, my right God, right? That's, a, that's like, what stood out to me when I, that was the one that I caught this time, that it was like, that's unbelievable. Good. <laughs> unbelievable. That's good. <laughs> the satyr but, but wiser yeah, girl. Yeah. So that's an example of they have very contemporary references and then they have stuff for people like me. Yeah. <laughs> Who are like, my brain is stuck in 1957. Yeah, the best you know reference, what? though, is the one where it's like, don't you remember last year where they named all the boys Jason and all the girls and were Brittany? Brittany? <laughs> that's my favorite contemporary <laughs> reference in that. Also, I changed my mind. I think I would like um, Patty Lapone. She's definitely not going to softball you. No yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. No way. <laughs> I dig that. Yeah. Zeus yeah. pays my salary. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Get out. Uh, how about you, Connor? Thoughts on the DeVites? I, I I have Danny DeVito written down as my answer because Danny DeVito <laughs> yeah. is yeah. the answer. Yeah. Like, he's the he's the answer. Uh, yeah. And I would agree with with Caroline, where like if we were to cast someone other than Danny DeVito, I feel like you'd have to go you'd have to go in such a different direction. Though, in the in the public version that I saw, uh, it was James Monroe Egelhart who was oh it was Phil, which was great. Oh, who, was for great. our listeners who don't know, he played the genie, won a Tony for playing the genie yeah. in Aladdin. Which I'm yeah. like, and then that's I, that's the type of iconic yeah. that Danny DeVito is to Phil, like Robin Williams is to the genie. Yeah, so absolutely. why not have the person who did the genie do Phil? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But those are my answers. Awesome. Danny DeVito, well, it, no one. Jane Lynch, yeah. if we're doing no one, woman. <laughs> great. <Jane Lynch. laughs> uh, what? Or I mean, or James Monroe Iglehart, get yeah. him for the movie. Yeah. Let's get, let's let's get, get this these guy people making film. money. Get, get James Monroe Iglehart some movie money. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. I saw him when I saw when I saw Hamilton the second time. Oh, yes. I saw him playing uh, Lafayette Jefferson, and he. <sighs> was incredible. Oh. The guy I saw playing it the first time was an understudy who was great, but I was like, this is a role someone won a Tony for. And then seeing James Monroe, I got her do it. I was like, ah, I, mm. I, I understand. His versatility yeah. is just really interesting. Cause I'm like, yeah, in Hamilton alone, I'm like, you could play any part. Like you could basically play any part you wanted to. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe He's not Lauren, but like, you know, maybe, not. but like, <laughs> if not? you wanted to, I'd still pay to see it. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'd pay to see that. <laughs> wouldn't be mad. What would happen? Uh, but Amy Joe, what, what are you, what are your thoughts on Phil? Yeah, this is hard. This is so hard. I, I, Robin Williams, I had thought about, but I was like, this feels like it's tricky, right? Cause it's like, it's a mm. big part. 
but it's still technically like third build. So I was like, I don't know mm. the Romulans would have done it, but I was like, but the exactly all that you've talked about, like the energy and the kind of uh, the, the mentor aspect, but the comedy's chops required said Robin Williams to me. Um, I do have a woman on my list and that is Melissa McCarthy, yeah. who I oh, thought would be my God. a yeah. real hoot. Oh my, um, I just keep thinking of her SNL sketches when she's doing the um the spoof of the the coat the basketball coach and she has like the t-shirt gun and she's like aiming it at oh the students God, and like yeah, screaming yeah, at them. Yeah. I haven't seen this. Oh I'll my gosh. <laughs> she's doing the spoof of that one that. that one coach at that one school who came under fire for being like abusive to the students. Like uh-huh. that's she's doing a spoof of that. It's amazing. You have to watch it. But that's what I'm imagining so as great. her fill. Earlier this year, I rewatched Bridesmaids for like the first time since theaters. And I've seen Melissa McCarthy in many other things since, but I hadn't rewatched Bridesmaids. Yes, I did and the same thing. Kind of like You're like straightforward, like, look, you know, like this, her with all the puppies and everything, and just her like super straightforward <laughs> manner. It feels like it could be a really fun, very different I took take. Nine. But, um, I took nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I also have this is, this is, uh, this is a very different energy to DeVito, but someone who I feel like would also be a really charming kind of like presence in this role. And I feel like I'm at a point where I'm recommending him every week and that's John C. Riley. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. You, uh-huh. I, I'm thinking about what DeVito's bringing to this. That is why I'm not recommending Joe Pesci, uh, who is mm-hmm. often it crossed a, my a mind a hundred percent to lob, but it's like, you want someone who's a little cuddlier. And to me, John C. Riley is someone who can be no nonsense and extremely cuddly. And uh, yeah. which is why I think he'd be fun. So those are my thoughts. This one was really hard because it, yeah. I feel it's such an indelible performance. I mean, it's, it's that's the thing. It's like the perfect marriage of actor to character, I think. Yeah. Uh, not to insult Danny DeVito, but as this horny, tiny little goat man, you're like, I mean, it's <laughs> perfection. Yeah. Um, but I, I did think Melissa McCarthy, like maybe for this live action, especially because that's going to be a CGI character anyway in some various form. At, in 1997, I was like, because that's also what I want is just a real distinct voice. So if it was a woman, I was like, give me like a oh, real, the Kathy Moriarty version of Right. Um, yes. Or if it was a still a different man, different takes. I mean, that's the thing. Because uh, he's saying like Robin Williams, it's also imagining a world that he didn't play the genie. Because it's impossible right. for me to yeah, picture, it, yeah. especially this close. Like now, because every movie is one of these IPs, so there are you are sometimes seeing people come back in the same like house of mouse to like, well, now I can come back and play a different character in a different movie. Because who cares? Because there's only so many actors, and you keep making movies. Uh, for all for from Marvel to Star Wars yeah. to everything, mm-hmm. um, but I similarly he, we are he was already in Lion King, but I could see the Nathan Lane version of Phil. I would really oh, be interested. Yeah. In. Yes, yes. Just I mean, Nathan Lane yells at people like no one else does. Wait, yeah. I could see, hmm. I could see a Tony Shalhoub Phil. I oh, would like oh. Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. Oh. And made somewhere more recently between then and now. I could see, which is very different. I could see the Zach Galifianakis version of Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Someone else who is, uh, to some people, insufferable, but it's the right match of, like, mentor to mentee. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who is like, this is my last chance. I've only got two more ferns to be between. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm thinking thinking of him as like Joker in Lego Batman movie. Where Uh. it's like so much more of like that like high pitched voice that I don't think of with Zach Galifianakis. And I'm like, oh, he can like kind of, 
don't know that there's just like range within him that we don't really usually see from him. Uh, I could, and I could see the H John Benjamin version mm-hmm. that I would yeah. adore. Uh, and I could see a Tracy Morgan version of this that I'd be oh, really interested in. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is giving me the same like tonally you're horny for all these nymphets, like all of that <laughs> I'm getting, uh, but still so different from DeVito. Uh, so originally, Danny DeVito declined to audition. Like, of course, he was number one with the bullet who they wanted. And he just said, no, not interested. So they had every single character actor you can imagine uh, reading for this role. They had uh, Edward Asner, Red. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ed oh. Norton. And I was about to be like, no, they <laughs> did not. Well, you're right, Amy. Fresh out of not. primal fear. We're ready for Ed Norton. <laughs> Yes, the new hot kid in Hollywood, <laughs> fresh off Primal Fear. Okay, we gotta put him in Hercules. We gotta put him in something. You already cast Hercules. What's left? Phil the Goat Man. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Uh, no, he was in 1997. Instead, he was doing, still doing the voice of J. Jonah Jameson in the animated Spider-Man show. But the oh. next year, he would voice Mentor in the Hercules animated TV show. So clearly, they were like, "We'll have you be a mentor we'll in one you. way or yeah, another." Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love Ed Asner. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh, I love him I in Gargoyles. Ding. Oh, he's my favorite. Oh, character in sure. I think ding ding to Amy Joe, Joe Pesci read. Uh, yeah. As with, I didn't even really suggest him. I know you did, honest. but you still, but you knew that someone would be he thinking had to it. be on the table. Similarly, because you couldn't have a movie that Danny DeVito or Joe Pesci were in without also Bob Hoskins being considered. <laughs> so Bob Hoskins read. I mean, it's love the same. It. You can't get one. You're like. Joe Pesci is the least cuddly, but then Dana DeVito and Bob Hoskins, they're both so cut. They're cuddly and abrasive. And Bob Hoskins, like American accent is just like a Danny DeVito, like New York old timey (laughs) accent. Um, But I would love, I mean, Bob Hoskins, I I think would be great. Never mad about Bob Hoskins in a movie. No, no. They they had Martin Scorsese read for this. No. Wow. Nice. I know. And the fact that we wouldn't get him, I don't believe it, get him into an animated movie until Shark Tale. Wow. Oh my God. Oh. And may he stay there. Yeah. So we really yeah. never got him into a movie. <laughs> we didn't. We still haven't. Hey. Uh, but, so, but speaking of Shark Tale, they had Robert De Niro read for Phil. Uh, oh, I can yeah. see that. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can I, see it. I, I can see it, it post Meet the Fockers. I don't quite yeah. see it before he's like True. figured out, I like comedy. Right. This was, so 1997, he instead, this is one of his biggest years. He had Wag the Dog, Copland, and Jackie Brown. He had like a really full year of these critically acclaimed films, which not to say that Hercules was not critically acclaimed. It did pretty well in terms but of but for like a guy of reviews, his generation De Niro, and doing yeah. the kind of acting he was known for doing to do animated films it's just so funny how in the age of streaming too like so much about and in a golden age of television you have Meryl Streep on Big Little Lies you have you have Nicole Kidman on Big you have all these Viola Davis actors absolutely you have all these prestige actors who you know in in 97 if you were on a series you were doing badly because you couldn't make right. films. Whereas now it's like, no, you follow the writers, you follow the good material, you know, but like for someone like De Niro who like came up through like the group and all this kind of stuff to be like doing an animated film seems 
like a fall from grace as opposed to like just another way to like do what you do, perhaps have a, I don't know, a good time. God forbid. I feel like especially there was a turning point where then it was like, you know, you can knock out all these lines in X amount of time and get this amount of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you're like, whatever, Julie Andrews in, you know, everything from Aquaman voicing a voice in Aquaman to uh, the first despicable me. I can't. She's going with the despicable me. She loves the despicable <laughs> she's the book in Enchanted. She's the book. book. She's the she's the narrator. She's the whole book. She, is, she, is, she, is, she can play a book. Down. She can play it all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh she's Lady Whistledown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah, of, wait, I'm, it's so funny. I'm, this popped into my head. I'm so sorry. I'm ruining the order. I have to go yeah. back because please, please, something made me think of Bridgerton. I don't know what it was, but Jonathan Bailey from Bridgerton is an incredible singer and like West he End is. performer oh. as well. And he like, was in Company when it was yes. In, oh, in the West End. In the West End. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And I he would was put the, I would put him forth for Hercules part. Who just won the? Tony. Yes, he was. Uh, he played Jamie. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He played Jamie. Yeah, Amy, yeah, yeah. Jamie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Not getting married. Not getting oh, married. Yeah. yeah. I, so okay. I, I put him forward as well. I think that he's got like I think of like the hair falling in his face. He's got he's got the look. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'll put him forward too. Nice. Yeah. They had Peter O'Toole read for Phil. For Phil. Peter O'Toole. <laughs> I think they were probably just bringing in literally everyone they could so they could be like Danny DeVito. We brought in everyone and there was no one right. who could do it. Like Peter you just O'Toole his ego. said he Peter couldn't O'Toole do this couldn't role. do this. <laughs> We because need you, Danny. It was too good for you, for yeah. him to do. <laughs> he Danny said, DeVito well, in. if Danny DeVito's being considered, you gotta have Danny. Yeah. <laughs> and then the he Davids? contributed $100,000 of his own money for your salary. <laughs> I think we can safely say this is the only role that Peter O'Toole lost out to Danny DeVito. I, can't, I, think I don't so. think there was any other, uh, you know... <laughs> I don't have the uh, data on that, but I'm going to go with. I feel like that's a good bet. That's a good bet. Yeah. Yeah. DeVito and Lion in Winter. (laughs) Now, look, Lion in Winter was pre-Cuckoo's Nest. So we're talking about him being like, like playing like Anthony Hopkins style role. It's like, I'm just a baby Richard the Lion. This is someone who I don't really think of in terms of casting in general, but I'm like, oh, you know, I could so see this in terms of you're not getting DeVito or Joe Pesci or Bob Hoskins. Who else is similar? Or Well, (laughs) Peter O'Toole is just a very different flavor, but a similar flavor to those first three, Jerry Stiller read for this. And vocally... I never think of Jerry Stiller, but... Uh, he's worth thinking of sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. get, I'm I'm getting what I want. He was in the live action hairspray. That's uh, right. He was that's Mr. Pinky. Yeah. Yeah. I assume Pinky. wasn't because wasn't he? I think he's in the original. Is he not in the original hairspray as well? Maybe not. There's oh, someone else that was in the original hairspray that they put in a small role in that movie, the movie musical, because they were in the original. Maybe I'm mixing him up with someone else. Uh, but either way, I could see it. At Mel Brooks, Red. Now that makes sense that makes to me. Sense. That's, a, that's a bit of stunt casting that is like, well, yeah, you get someone with a very, the thing you get with DeVito too is someone with a very readily identifiable voice who knows how to employ it, you know, which is, which is like why Gilbert Gottfried is a perfect Iago, right? Yeah. Right. Like someone who it's like, well, that could mm. only be so-and-so, but also they're so expressive with their singular instrument. I know how to like, I know what you want and I'm going to like lay it all down in one, you know? And I, I do feel like you get that with him as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they had Bill Murray read. 
Wow. Which is just they it have feels everybody a under the sun. They really do. Little iconic. Little iconic for me, the Bill Murray energy. Uh, Steve Martin read. They really yeah. were just like any mm-hmm. any comedic actors right. of this ilk. Now, Steve Martin, Martin Short as Pain and Panic. Now we're talking. Oh my well, god! I mean, them, them in Prince of Egypt. Yes. They're, yeah. Yeah. they're yeah. real like you're playing <laughs> with playing the, with the big boys, boys now. now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but them as like a real pair of failure demons. That's where that's I'd very rather fun. have that. Failure yeah. demons. Well, they are kind of doing that. In I mean, we'll get the to them, but I'll toss that out now. Oh I'm, yeah, they uh, are. Steve <gasps> Martin. Steve Martin as Hades. I I could okay. be yeah. seeing. I could see I that. Would be interested in. They had Dan Aykroyd read for Phil. Yep. I can see that more than Bill Murray. He's a little, you know, just vocally has a little more energy, even if like physically he he's given me by this point in his life kind of like, I'm just thinking of him as Sergeant Bilko, mm. where he's like, I, I kind of haven't achieved the heights I thought I would achieve, which is like what, you know, is happening with Phil. Too. Well, his Dan Aykroyd's Heights in 1997 was uh, the short-lived sitcom Soul Man. I didn't mean Dan Aykroyd the human. I meant Dan Aykroyd and what he's That's doing what he character-wise. Does. Oh, I get it. I was just doing a transition. <laughs> I uh, but I specifically <laughs> remembered because they because they were trying to make this show Soul Man work because he was like a he was playing a either a priest or a, I think he was a preacher. But they had a crossover. It was like it only lasted one season and they immediately canceled it. But in that first season, they had a crossover with Home Improvement. So he just showed up. Oh, my God. Because I watched Home Improvement as a kid. So he just shows up. And I'm like, what's Raymond Stance from Ghostbusters (laughs) doing on Home Improvement as a preacher? As if he's like, everyone's clapping and like, it's him, this preacher character we all love. And like, who is this supposed (laughs) to be? And he was Soul Man, of course. (laughs) Of course. <laughs> Jason Alexander read for Phil. Oh, I know, I'm love... surprised I didn't think of him. Oh, that makes yeah, a lot that's of sense. great. Well, also, you know, he'd just done Hunchback, and it's also I'm oh, sure yeah, that it's course, like yeah. I, you don't I don't know how long these all take to film if it's like or uh, animate or record if it's like kind of at the same time if they're like maybe they had him read for Phil and they were like that's not going to work but we have this gargoyle that sure could use a Jason Alexander comic sensibility. Touch. Oh, and maybe I'd they saved him for the Brandy Cinderella after that, too, as a little reward. Like, who knows? Yeah. Because yeah, during the Renaissance, that's when they were pushing, like, they were pushing the animators. They were literally, like, having heart attacks at their desks because they were being pushed <gasps> that hard. Because they were doing, like, damn. they were animating, like, five films at a time. Like, mm-hmm. they went from wow. the usual, like, two at a time. And then they were, like, do them all. After the, after the success of Little Mermaid and then right into Beauty and the Beast, they were, like... We found our formula, churn them out. And that's how the Disney Renaissance happened at the expense of all of those Damn. animators. Uh, for Phil, Al Pacino read. No. no. Are you kidding no. me? What? what? No, no, I no, did no. think, like, who are other people that have been up for role? Because, you know, we've, this he's is not first episode. He's a tiny, horny satyr. <laughs> I know. He's played the devil. You well, know? It's 1987. Like, that's what he was doing. He was doing the devil's advocate. <laughs> He was playing a different horny little horned goat man. <laughs> and he was wearing lifts, so it was like having hooves. <laughs> and he wouldn't have to memorize any words either. You just read them there off the go. page. Oh. But I mean, I could see I could see the Pacino version of Phil. It'd be absolutely bananas, but I could I see feel the like, like it'd be looking at those Google eyes. I, I feel suppose like... that's true. I suppose actually he'd be very helped by the editing and the animation. Yeah. Yeah. I could say it. I would want it. Uh <laughs> they had red buttons auditioned for phil and he left stating i know what you're gonna do you're gonna give this part to danny devito (laughs) 
that it's like you're just <gasps> doing this just to be able to go to Danny and like we literally saw everyone. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's you, Peter O'Toole, guy. Pacino, De Niro, they couldn't do this. Pacino, Only DeVito De could do this. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, why don't you, we go? You. Uh and so shortly after, they approached uh, DeVito at a lunch during the filming of Matilda, where they got him to sign on to the role. Mm. Oh, He's like, his you know heart what? I'm was feeling full. family friendly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his heart was full. His stomach was He was like, was I'm full. caring for Mara Wilson in my yeah. spare time. I, uh, she would like this. That's what happened. I'll oh, do Mara this Wilson. one for Mara. It was for Mara. Aww. For Mara. Thank you, Mara, uh, for giving us... This is all speculation, but thank for you, Phil and Hercules. For giving right. us Danny DeVito as Phil and well, well, you know, there fault. we go. Let's go one further. Let's assume that he's at lunch and he's like, I said no the first time. I'm going to say no as many times as I have to. And then there's Mara Wilson. And she goes, adorable a little Disney Matilda, movie? Pulling on his little shirt sleeve and being like, please, Mr. DeVito, please do this Disney movie for me. Uncle Dan, <laughs> do the Uncle Disney Dan. movie. <laughs> Exactly. You know that contract's got to be worth something. <laughs> if Mr. Disney signed on the dotted line. If I any have a child friend is probably is... his actual daughter, Lucy DeVito, who was just like, hey, you want to maybe that's, make some Disney true. money so yeah. we can I can uh, like go to college and not have to worry? Well, how old would Lucy have been then? Like, like In 97? Uh, I don't know. A b- b- baby, a b- but b- probably b- baby. like, uh, I don't know, seven. Yeah. I have yeah. a friend who is friends with Mara Wilson, and I am like 60% possibly going to text her and be like can you ask Mara if this happened <laughs> and if not you know what Mara's extremely available on Twitter that's so, very true you know very very she's true. got a lot she's very funny on Twitter oh so. she's great yeah. amazing she's yeah. great oh, yeah uh but let's move on to the muses so Amy Cho what are your thoughts on those muses they are Lilia White, Cheryl Freeman Tony winner right she won the Tony for color purple if not mistaken Lashans yeah Roz Ryan and Venice Y Thomas Uh, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else and I know similar to the wives in Mad Max casting a group okay 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 okay. this is different than casting the wives in Mad Max very true this is a collection of Broadway slayers yes the thing is honestly you could get Lilius White and Lashans today Today. to sing this and they'd be like I'm oh, ready, yeah. you know. Uh, Lachance was nominated for a Tony this year yeah. for a show I saw, and she was marvelous. And <sighs> like uh, Cheryl Freeman, the original Acid Queen, and Tommy, like legends. You know, Roz Ryan, uh, Roz uh, Reagan's played uh, Mama Morton. Roz Ryan. Like, Roz Ryan. What have I written down? Oh, I have. I can't read my own writing. Anyway, she's played Mama Morton like a million times. Oh my gosh, know, I like, saw her that. as Mama Morton. Yeah, yeah. Did you really? Yes, yes. So it's so great. So great. Just like the voices are preposterous. Yeah. And like, just, it, it's it's like when you think like, oh, it can't go higher. And then they all do. <laughs> and it doesn't feel gratuitous. It feels necessary. Um, that's number one, good vocal arrangement. That's number two, you hired the right people. So like, I thought like uh, you could do like a Destiny's Child plus plus one or two, depending on when you're talking. I was like, but I don't even want that. Like, I basically came up with, like, if you were to do this today, who are some of our great Broadway vocalists? So I have Tony Award winner, Renee Elise Goldsberry. Yep. Oh, won yes. Hamilton. Like, that feels like a gimme. Um, Amber Iman, who uh, is, uh, yeah. like, a Broadway, like, unbelievable voice, uh, has been in a couple of Broadway shows and on, uh, on tour with Hamilton. 
you get into the area where it's like how famous is too famous, which is why I took Cynthia Revo off this list. Cause I feel like she's now at the point where she would not be doing this sort of thing, but like, you know, a few years back a Cynthia Revo. So I'm like, Heather Headley is very, very Broadway famous, as oh. were LaShawns and Lilius, but like not necessarily movie famous. So I feel like we could get a Heather Headley, um, maybe a Patina Miller, who is sure. obviously like a movie person, but not a movie star and is a Broadway person. And then most recently, Tony Award nominee L. Morgan Lee for A Strange Loop. Oh, I was just like, yeah. I just want a like an arrangement of absurd voices. As all of the thing is, all of the people who were on the all of the people who were the muses are unbelievable vocalists who are not session singers, meaning they're not people who are just singing background vocals, which obviously like many, many people who sing background vocals are incredible stars in their own right. But they just like end up singing backup vocals. But there are also people who are really good at coming in and doing background vocals and like that's the thing that they do these are all soloists who also can sing together which is like yeah was why it was really smart to go to the blend is unreal and i think that's one reason why it was really good to go to new york mainly broadway singers because they are people who are used to singing solos and used to singing in an ensemble they're not just recording artists who are like i don't know how to sing as a group so any of those people that i've mentioned know how to do all of those things and all oh, have yeah. tremendous vocal qualities timbres skills etc of their own but I never tire of listening to this. They're incredible. It's always surprising, even though I know it's coming. And um, yeah, it's it's if you're not a Broadway person, then you hear that list of people. You're like, uh, okay. And if you're a Broadway person, you're like, oh my god. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. Cheryl. Yeah, exactly. So them's my thoughts. Oh, I love it, Caroline. Thoughts on the muses? I have the exact same thoughts. We just need to get a bunch of Broadway folks in there. Heather Headley yeah. simply must be in the mix for me. <laughs> must. Oh my gosh. Um, but you know, if, if we need, if we you know, if we're doing the movie, unfortunately, people might not be thinking that way. I could throw like I could throw Janelle Monet in there. Um, oh, she's great. Yeah, yeah. I could throw uh, Jennifer Hudson in there. Um, but I think, the, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think the way to go. And then I was like, what's the silliest thing that I could ever come up with? I don't want this in any way, shape, or form. But I was like, what if the Pussycat Dolls were the muses? <laughs> like, <laughs> it would certainly be unique. We would get some Nicole vocals. Scherzinger like Nicole Scherzinger can, can hold it down. Like, yeah. I don't want it. But I was like, yeah. that was the only, like, the only group that I was like, we would get some, vo we would get some vocals. But it's, yeah, yeah. As long as Heather Headley is in the mix, I would I would be satisfied for sure. Connor? Well, if we're thinking about the animated version, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, if anything, I would just add Paul Candell to the mix and because I feel like he'd be able to keep up no, with those We love you, Paul. Yeah, we love Paul. <laughs> um, but if we were doing the if we were doing a live action version, yeah, Broadway people would be great. Uh, with the way that Disney is going, I don't see it happening, unfortunately. Uh. So I think the whole people who are doing, who are saying like the dream casting of the Jay Huds, Janelle Monae, Anika Noni Rose, Cynthia Revo, and Lizzo mm. combo for the Muses. I'm Lizzo, like, yeah. I I feel like Lizzo. that would be great. If we were subbing for Lizzo, though, I would also say Danielle Pinnock uh, of hashtag oh, yeah. Booked, yeah, and oh, who's I on love. Ghosts on CBS. She would. She would I love slay her. the comedy yes. of yes, that she role would. up and down. Oh my down. God, wait. 
She would. Yeah. Oh my God. In, in, in some ways, I think a little bit more than Lizzo would. Yeah. So I, think I kind I of, I kind of want that. But then today when I was in the shower, I had a completely different idea of if we went in a completely different direction for the muses in live action, I would want to do an all drag assembly of the muses. All right, talk okay. to Where we have okay. like RuPaul, Adore Delano, Monet Exchange, Juju B, and Ginger Minge. I'm like, or we could try and we could throw in Monique Hart. We could put in Courtney Act. Or if we were mm. like writing some new music for it and we wanted to incorporate different stylings, I was like, we could do one of the gospel truth reprises in a folk version and have Trixie Mattel do it. I was like, there's a lot oh. of cool possibilities in a drag version of the muses. And I kind now, of Now, have you heard Jan really sing? Like, oh my, have you well, heard Stephanie's Child? I, I, Jan is in there as well. I was like, I was trying to f- <laughs> figure out, I'm like, what's, what's the balance that I'm going to go for? But like, obviously of Jan course. would be in there too. Like, because yeah. uh, yeah. Jan, Jan. Jan? Jan was I mean, robbed. Was robbed in the Madonna musical. We need to talk about it. There's, we can have some conversations off I want to rule the world. Oh my God. I mean, uh, I mean the vocals, but like, yeah, uh, Jan and Rose and Laguna Bloom have a a drag trio singing act called Stephanie's Child. And they are unbelievable. Plug them in. I was like, I, there are so many people in the drag world that I'm like, I could see combinations. I'm like, if we yeah. wanted to like go more theatrical in it, we could plug in a Jinx Monsoon. Like we could do yes. so many different things with it. Jay Harrison Gee does a lot on yeah. Broadway, yes. but is also a drag yes. artist and an unbelievable vocalist. Like I think there's a lot of room for improvement. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to also toss out there, Connor, I'm going to just you saying Jinx Monsoon. I'm like, yes, but get, let's get for this live action. Let's get Jinx Monsoon and Ben de la Creme as our new pain and panic. Oh, wait. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. How do we improve the Christmas special? (laughs) Hercules. Shall we just cast Hercules as a drag show? (laughs) This is how I spend most of my free time anyway, is just casting drag queens and things. I mean, Jinx Monsoon as Megara is not wrong. It's not wrong by any means. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but okay. no. All right. I was I'm, like, right. I could see. I, I'm like a, a full drag assembly of the muses. I'm like, hell, they could expand the muses out, and make like 14 of them. Make it the full nine. Yeah, or the they do yeah. the full nine. Let's, but like, I agree, Monet Exchange. You need a base. We need a base. Hold it down. Before, and, Monet and you need Monet Exchange it. also for the comedy. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. And then uh, yeah. Yeah, and Ginger Minj is she's doing Hocus Pocus too right now. So like Ginger Minj can sing. Like, yeah, Ginger Minj is surprising. oh beautiful. Same with Juju B. Juju B has yeah. such yeah. a beautiful voice, and I was like, but some combination of of drag queens, I, I do not that. honestly care who they are. Yeah. I'm like, but a combination of like these are. I was like trying to assemble different groups. I probably came up with like twelve different combinations of drag queens throughout, and I was like. That could be fun. I'm like, how could we also make this work with a story? I'm like, because if we did something that was kind of like theatery, like Greek being the origins right. of theater right. and drag the being coming from dressed as a girl, like we could. Yeah, yeah. There's there's something interesting that could happen there. So that's what yeah. I was and really listener, excited if- about. 
If the last few minutes have meant anything to you, I'd like to direct you to a very early episode of ours on Two Wong Fu Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, in which we basically do all of our alternate casting with RuPaul's Drag Race Drag Queens. <laughs> so feel free to <laughs> yes, plunder the archives for that. First episodes. Uh, yeah, you I do just want to spotlight because some the talk of like Destiny's Child of like they they could have gotten away with three muses they could or four muses yeah they blessed us yeah. with five muses they blessed us with these five badass women screlting for the gods and it's so thrilling that's why it is like the their songs are some of the the most thrilling to me of any disney agreed movie agreed. songs yes. mm-hmm. they're just so fun um so i think ultimately uh, thinking of like for this live action we're gonna just get five newbies or people that have done stuff but like we don't they're not known you know i think that's what's gonna happen because i don't think any name they're not gonna get cardi b and megan the stallion (laughs) unless they get them all unless they get five people that are all now if they do that then it's not gonna be sung the same way but i'm not gonna be mad about it i'm gonna be intrigued yeah Uh, the one name i'll throw out that i hadn't heard yet is because amy you had mentioned in terms of the initial original uh, acid queen i'll mention who you got for your the broadway villain party that you hosted oh. is poses mj rodriguez oh uh, yes i would love as a muse i booked her to sing villains party after i'd seen her in rent and then runaways and i was like <gasps> um i love you will you come sing on my concert and then like six months later she's like da, 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 ascending and i was like i've got knife for talent <laughs> what can i say <laughs> uh but the only other Group. I was like, who else is a group of five that I could then put in as the muses? And you guessed it. It's the cast of Girls Five Eva: Sarah Bareilles, Busy Phillips, <laughs> Paula Pell, Renee Elise Goldsberry, and Ashley Park. Renee, oh, yes, Paula Pell. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, re- and to be real, be I would want Paula Pell as ever. Phil. Now, okay, Paula Pell as Phil. Paula Pell as her character in the company. Um, uh, documentary The spoof. documentary now, a co-op. <laughs> yes, yes, where Paul, yes. With Paula Pell doing Elaine Stritch. You've both seen that, yes. Honestly, yes, Elaine yes. Stritch is Phil. In 1997, Elaine Stritch that is Phil. That popped into my head for been, sure. Yes, yes, yes. Would have been yes, yes. something to see or something I want to go to the eye doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So uh, no, no one no. has mentioned <laughs> this group yet, but... The, who were originally who considered was considered TLC? for the muses, no, the, the Spice, Spice Girls. Spice oh, Girls, yeah, yeah. Which of course is 1997. It would have been a completely different film. It's the Spice World. Absolutely. It would not have been the gospel truth. <laughs> no, no, no. It would have been a gospel lie. <laughs> I kind of want to see a version of Hercules if they did go through with the Spice Girls, because the music would be completely different. It would yeah. be like yeah, the, the the music for the entire film. Would, would have, have had to, have to be different yeah. because yeah. that's your narrative voice. That's your choral yeah. mm-hmm. voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: and, the poor, and, unfortunate podcast. We were almost the gospel truth. We <laughs> were for a oh. full day, and then we saw who started really? following us on Instagram uh, because of that. Hot, this is this is some <laughs> yeah. fun facts. Yeah, yeah, but then how uh, many, some how of many the wrong, titles did you almost go through? Oh, we had we had a list of like maybe twenty uh, or so. Oh my god. But, um, uh, when we were the gospel truth and we like got the the URLs and the all handles like and everything, the Jesus the wrong, loves you accounts. I was about to say, people started yeah. following oh, no. us and we were like, oh, we, and we were like, change. oh well. 
and I was like, how about poor unfortunate podcast? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah that one. <laughs> this is going to, oh, yeah, weed out the chat. That's right. Which right. I feel like is kind cool. of in a strange way what would have happened if the Spice Girls, uh, you know, had done it. And we like, it's a different movie. <laughs> it's a different movie. It's a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, and here's the thing, and we'll get to it when we talk about Hades. Like, everyone's so American in this movie. Like, yeah. so American. That's one which of the things I, think is I really liked about it. No, it's really yeah. fun. You know, it feels irreverent. It feels that that's how you can get away with this kind of 90s, like slick kind of hey, 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 kind of like vibe because everyone's so American. And I feel like if you have the Spice Girls as your narrative voice, it's not that that can't work, but it is a bit of a disconnect. It puts yeah. some distance. Yeah. There. Yep. And not the good. That's kind the of gospel distance. truth in it. That's in the it. gospel truth. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dialect girl. <laughs> Uh, but uh, <laughs> speaking of Hades, let's bring it along to our villain of the film. So, Connor, thoughts on James Woods as Hades and who'd you cast if you had to cast someone else? All right. So James Woods, I think, is a fantastic Hades. I think he's so great. And uh, what I think I love most about his performance is how much he loves it to the point where he was like, I will continue playing this part for as long as you will let me. And he did mm -hmm. like he played, he was Hades in, he was Hades throughout kingdom hearts, the video games. He voiced the yeah. character for a video game, but also like James was as a person is like, not the greatest. Oh. Um, as I'll, as I'll just say real quick, even a, broken clock is right twice a day and in james wood's case it's right once a day which yeah. is this movie. i was about yeah. to ask now because i was thinking i was like has james woods been canceled or am i thinking of adam west or is it both <laughs> I do, well, uh, it was adam west canceled and no sure I, I think it's dead. just because james woods oh, and adam west I'm both thinking... appear as themselves in family guy and i know that's what <laughs> uh -huh. it is it's confusing yeah. okay so it's actually no, james, james wood that's been canceled, james and not adam canceled. West. Yeah. it's not even okay. canceled he's just a big right winger off the deep so end. So we've canceled yeah, we've him. Canceled Great. But I was like, I was like, I don't him. honestly know. Right. Yeah. So um, but he's also like at the time, if if he walked in the room and he started doing his Hades, I'm like, I would have cast him as well. Like it, yeah. it's the choice that I would have made yeah. too. Uh, so I, I've, I solely was looking at, okay, we're doing a live action version now who's playing it. And this is another, nice. uh, another version or another thought that came to me in the shower, Bill Hader. I want Ooh. to see He's Bill Hader. He's on my list. Yes. Yeah. I win the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want to see Bill Hader's because there's something about his comedy that feels very, like very in touch or like in the same realm as James Woods Hades where, uh, he does sort of that like plow straight through like joke after joke after joke after joke after joke. If you missed it, you you missed it and you'll have to catch it the next time. Um, and I also feel like in the in the movie. There are some moments where Hades gets like really, really scary. And I'm interested to see that with Bill Hader. And I feel like we get glimpses of that in Barry and I'm like, yep. I would yeah. love to see oh, that yeah. just sort of like amped up and like yeah. over the top. And I just I just love Bill Hader as an actor. I love him as a voice actor as well. I love his connections with Disney and Pixar. Because like when he did Inside Out, he was like, he was part of the story team for Inside Out. Because he was like, hi, I would like to do this. Yeah. And he was like, did so like, I feel like he would bring a lot of care and passion to the project too. In a similar mm -hmm. way that James Woods kind of had, 
with the character. So Bill Hader. Also, yeah. like his name is Hader. It's one letter away from Hades. So it's meant to be. It's meant to be. And in an American accent, we could interpret that as hater, which yeah. is uh, <laughs> feels appropriate. So yeah. Amazing. Caroline, what about you? I feel like, okay, a couple of different directions. So I I love Adam Driver. Um, I would like if we mm. want to go like like sort mm-hmm. of like goth emo Hades, I could see Adam Driver, um, mm. Tom Hiddleston, maybe uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, sure. that that vein. Or yeah. I want to kind of see Billy Porter play Hades. Oh, and do something okay. a little bit different with the comedy. Um, or yeah. or I was trying to decide, I'm like, what a part of me was like, oh, I would love to see a younger Hades, but then I realized timeline-wise makes no sense. But they're, you know, they're immortal. So maybe, yeah. Who yeah. what is time yeah. to yeah. So I want to see someone who's the same age as Hercules play Hades. I don't know who that would be, but that's would be exciting to me. If they're on mm. more of like a on that kind of level playing field in that way. But if we want to yeah. go the opposite direction, um, Andre De Shields um, as, oh. as Hades. I yeah. was thinking of him watching this because of um, who is it? Aries, like the guy, yeah, with the yeah. Paul, Paul Schaefer. Paul Schaefer, which is who he plays in Hades. Yes, who he won as Tony for playing in Hades Town yes. on Broadway. I was like, couldn't be a more different take. Yeah, Hermes, exactly. Yeah. Hermes, that's the the it, Hercules right, right. take on Hermes is one of the most interesting takes on Hermes I think I've ever seen. It's so fun. It's I love it. Very very niche. And I was like, if you had put Hermes down on, on this list, I was like, I feel like I probably would have put like Joan Rivers on as like Hermes. <laughs> what are you wearing? Like, <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Look who's yeah, coming. Absolutely. It's the birth of a child. Yes. Oh, definitely. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, Amy Jo, how about you? Yeah. It's a fantastic performance. And I, from what little I remember from you talking about this movie, like, mm, like two years ago, I believe that this was not how they originally envisioned the character. I know you'll get into it in a moment, but that's like car used car salesman vibe mm-hmm. was like very James Woods. And I must say, I love that. I love when an actor can come in and be like, this is how I see it. And suddenly it's like, well, now I can't see it any other way, even though that's not how I wrote it. Um, so I, I do love the performance. Um, my first choice is Harvey Firestein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different, but Mm, a lot of the mm. same kind of like you know you get a strong kind of like rat attack yeah it's only half time yeah, oh exactly. yeah and he's got the word fire in his name again it's it's meant meant to come to on be. oh my gosh <laughs> just born to it oh my little nutmeg yeah for oh my very, god <gasps> for a more kind of traditional villain take but still someone who is not going to give me a, like a scar situation mm-hmm. uh tim curry yeah, yeah, I think it'd be yeah, a very course, fun of kind of more in between. Um, funny you saying Billy Porter, Caroline, because I thought, you know, who'd be really fun is Titus Burgess. Yeah. Was like very Ooh. high energy, kind and, of like oh, velo- you- the velocity of the performance is very forward. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd love to see that. And then you, you have to give him a give song. You better give him a song. Uh, right. it's, I think that's required by law <laughs> at that point. Um, and then another thought, and this is this is probably the closest I could get to like who is giving me the closest to what James Woods is doing while still making it their own, and that was Will Arnett for me. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but for, also for Bill this Hader. Yeah. Live action version. Um, Will Arnett. I I wouldn't be surprised. It's if the he's right in the time of life. You I know. Get it. Yeah. Get no, the guy Will, a blue Will wig. Arnett Come on. would be a really really good choice. 
Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good, uh, good, good job. I, <laughs> I, before I say my picks, I'd forgotten before because you reminded me talking about the live action Aladdin, which though I didn't see, I know he was in this. And I was like, maybe for this live action Hercules, Billy Magnuson. He was I in that live action Aladdin with Guy more Ritchie. More for Hercules. The man, that's what I'm saying. For Hercules. Oh, for Hercules. For Her- that's like, that's what I'm saying. I for, no, no, no. I forgot about yeah. that. I thought about that when we were talking about Hercules. Oh, yeah. So I wanted and to he quickly can sing. loop back. Yeah. The man he sings. Sing, yeah. um, and because we're just going to get to them later, but there's no other actors up for them. But before I forget, you mentioned Bill Hader. I was like, well, maybe Bill Hader as uh, uh, this live action Panic. And then I was like, no, actually what I want for the new Pain and Panic as Pain, Nick Kroll, and as Panic, John Mulaney. Yes, yes. Yeah. Our, our yes. listeners voted for that when yes. we asked them. And that's oh, what they did they really? Of course. Yes. Of, yes. course. of course. I've been trying to stay off Instagram, but I will say it's polls like yours that make it harder to do so. <laughs> <laughs> They're fun. Um, but as for Hades, uh, I did have a few thoughts, some that are kind of giving me the similar performance that James Woods right. is giving. I could see the Jeff Goldblum version of Hades. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he was scripted as a very slow, menacing character, and then James Woods just came in with a real rapid-fire delivery, which really impressed everyone, and it's such a fun, different take. And a huge departure from, like... Jeremy the, Irons is Scar, Jeremy and like, what we're Scar. used to as the villains. Well, Tony Jay as Frollo. I was like, about to say, you've just come out of Hunchback, yeah. where that is, like, a terrifying, slow... And, and then Ursula, too, which has a slower yeah. kind of, you know, I'm stirring you in my pot kind of vibe. As We haven't had anyone who's come and been like, hey, oh, hey, Reddit. And yeah, and that yeah. Wor- but that works with the character so well because it's like he deals in contracts and things like that in a similar way to yeah. Ursula where Ursula sort of like, she soothes you into it and he's going the other route of like, I'm just going to do a rapid fire and if you miss the fine print, you miss the fine print. And then yeah, I'll bamboozle like, you into I'm it. I'm like, those are, that's, I think that's why I feel like they're counterparts to each other because they, they operate in similar ways ways in like how they deal with people mm-hmm. but also like whenever Hades talks in the film which is why I think like James Woods got the part or like why he was so he stuck out so much is he every single time he makes an entrance he changes the tempo of the scene like just mm-hmm. in the way that he talks like you remember when Hades enters because he's literally mm-hmm. changing how quickly the scene is now moving and it's so oh, brilliant yeah. brilliant brilliant mm-hmm. oh absolutely uh I could I'd be interested in the Stanley Tucci version of Hades. Oh, I would as well. Yes. Mm. yes. Uh, I could see, I mean, I can see the Jim Carrey version of this. If they're going to shell out the money, I can see it. I dig it. Uh, I would love the Kevin Klein version. We just <sighs> had him in Hunchback the year before. Yeah, he but occurred to me as well. It's You know how you'll hear, that's how, I mean, at this point in doing this show with Amy Jo, uh, it'll really be like one moment of a character that will make me think, oh, I could see this actor. And for me, it was Hades at the very end of the film when he's kicked into the Deadpool with all of these souls pulling him down. And he goes, get your slimy souls off of me. It's very That's the Kevin Wanda. Klein. Get yes. your slimy souls oh off me. Is the Kevin Klein. Like, slimy That's fish. Exactly. Wake up, <sighs> limey fish. Oh, yeah. This is part of the benefit and problem of doing this podcast (laughs) together is we know each other's references so deeply. And then we also love all the same movies to a certain extent that we're just like, oh, yes, you don't even need to tell me. And I understand why you went there. And like, it's great. But then having to explain it for someone who's not in our house. Right. right. Uh, I mean, if you want the more deeper base menacing 
I can see the Clancy Brown version, the mm. Idris Elba version mm. today. Mm. I, I think Idris Elba could also could slip into a bit more of like the Idris Elba version of that used car salesman. I could dig. Him in uh, Zootopia is a bit faster yeah. tempo yes. than I experience him in a lot of other things. That's yeah. why I love him in uh, Zootopia. It's so good. He's delightful. Yeah. If Hades, if we had Hades as a woman instead, I could also see vocally in 97 the Kathy Moriarty for this. Or mm. I'd be very, I know we already had her for Lion King. I would love a Whoopi Goldberg Hades. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. In 1997, Whoopi Goldberg is giving me just what I want. Yes. Uh, and oh, I love that. And oh, frankly, yeah, I so. say, forget she played a hyena. Get her in yeah. there. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fine. Was, well, yeah, because when she's she, playing Shenzi, it's like one scene build? and it's over. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, right. could, exactly. you could get away. Like, if I was a Disney exec, I'd be like, I give permission on this one. Mm-hmm. Like, one hundo. Uh, and finally, a little left field, but I would, I think Paul Giamatti has a really yeah. interesting oh, Hades in him. That's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. great. That's what I want. That's fun for today. Like, honestly, you saying that also makes me think like H. John Benjamin for this. Oh, know? sure. Yeah, like, yeah, like if you're it. going for a, sem- a similar kind of tempo. Yeah. That would work for that, too. I would love it. Uh, yeah. So the <laughs> the interpretation of the character of Hades is said to be based on Jeffrey Katzenberg, the former chairman of Disney, who <laughs> left oh, yeah. on bad terms to form DreamWorks. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and left chaos <laughs> in mm-hmm. his wake. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so as for the actors who were considered for Hades right off the bat, Steve Buscemi audition makes perfect sense. Mm. Interesting, yeah. which I get would of course go on to do Randall and Monsters Inc. So a lot of these people like throughout that they're going to find their way into the House of Mouse at some point. Uh, instead, in '97, he was playing Garland Green in Con Air, so he oh, was playing a very man. different, menacing uh, oh villain. Less beloved, a little less, <laughs> less a little beloved. less beloved. Uh, James Coburn read. Interesting. Who would go to be Waternoose in Monster Inc. Right. Uh, this was 97. So he was doing Affliction, which he won his Oscar for. So ultimately, it all worked out. Yeah, it yeah. all worked out. Um, but I would love the James Coburn like. That's a James yeah, Coburn. I like that version of what it too. Huh. Yeah, like because I I was thinking like, I mean you couldn't use George Sanders because he just you know not just but because he did Shere Khan you know but it's like so you don't want like the same film but it's just like you could go with someone who's much more like that and Hades would still work but like it's very fun thinking of someone like James Coburn who has a similar tempo but a very different delivery you know yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Jerry Lewis read. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 Jerry Lewis's and that's film, going, maybe. Yeah. That I could see that working too. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, going back, talking Susan Egan, talking about Broadway's Beauty and the Beast, Terrence Mann read that for Hades. Sense. I love Terrence Mann. Yes, I do too. We all just made the same face. <laughs> and so I, I had, I clearly had never gone to IMDb to look at Terrence Mann's filmography. His Biggest move like film credits. I did not realize this. There's the like Gremlins, like ripoff critters. Leo DiCaprio is in the third critters movie. It's like one of his first film credits. Terrence Mann is in four critters movies as Ugg the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> this is Terrence Mann's claim to fame as far as film. This uh, like beloved yeah. Broadway actor Terrence no. Mann is Ugg the ba- he not just in one, not two, but four. Critters films as a character named Ugg. Yeah. Let Terrence Mann be in a Disney film. Get let him make some yeah, Disney absolutely. money. Yeah. 
truly. That's like well, the I mean, Chuck he would Everlasting he would ma- of film. He would make Disney money. <laughs> he would make Disney money. Yeah, but it I would mean be theater, Disney, Disney movie money. money. That yeah, ain't Disney yeah. money. That ain't Disney. That ain't it's Disney. Broadway money. Mm-hmm. I Phil Hartman read. I really okay. like that. Now, I do too. come on. Mm, yeah. That I would be really like that. I keep thinking of him in Jingle All the Way. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I mean, what a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we just rewatched Three Amigos, and even though he has just a tiny part in that, it's very similar energetically. Like the Amigos are out of the match, yeah. this and that, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it, the kind of like rat a tat tat. It's a kind of old fashioned delivery that still feels very like what what James Woods is doing feels yeah. like both old fashioned and very fresh, um, c- because the need is so immediate. I think because what he's selling is so important, you know. But it, it does feel a bit. Um, it, it feels like a lot of what's in Phil Hartman's pocket. You definitely, know? Mm-hmm. definitely. Michael Keaton was considered, and I can so see oh, that. Yeah. I can see that. Thinking too. of Beetlejuice, like that's yeah. a guy, Dogberry yeah. and Much Ado. That's a guy that knows how to take a part for a walk, uh, which I would think he would go on. Of course, he would be in the Cars movies. So mm-hmm. everyone. You say, of course. I've never watched a car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, in the sense that every actor at some point, and, and unless you, you know, Unless you die young, they're going to get you into Disney at some point just because they keep there's a new three new movies a year. I long for the mouse to suck me in and make that. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I wish that for everyone. Yes. Yeah. I wish everyone has to make that choice. (laughs) (laughs) I told my manager that I was start when I was starting Poor Unfortunate Podcast with Caroline, I was telling her about and she's like, well, that's great. But why don't we just get you into a Disney movie so you don't have to just talk about it? And I was like. Well, yes, well, I sure. would love to. <laughs> if like, it was that easy, yes. why are we only just now discussing why it? Why are you that, telling please. this to me? <laughs> and she was like, oh, they go Disney for a bunch movie. of stars anyway. And I'm like, they tend to. No, right. but hitting. Um, <laughs> right. Don't, don't they need some? There's people who do additional voices and they're doing like eight different characters well you know we know as we said we know guy Ritchie, huge fan of the pod we know he's listening maybe one guy connor Connor and caroline for pain and panic (laughs) i'll take it (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry kroll sorry mulaney you're out caroline and connor in that might be our calling that might be our calling (laughs) (laughs) sorry your lugubriousness oh there we go Uh, th- this I can so see and so love. Willem Dafoe was considered yeah. for yeah, Hades. Yeah, who, sure. of course, sure. would go yeah, on to voice absolutely. Gil in Finding Nemo. Gil in Finding oh. Nemo? Yeah. The mouse That's gets what I'm them saying. back. Got the house of mouse. Um, <laughs> he instead, he, in 1997, he was doing uh, Speed 2 Cruise Control. So Hercules would have been a much better pick mm, for, sure. for Dafoe. For sure. Uh, David Bowie was considered for Hades. Oh, wild. My. Okay. Now, I'm not mad about that. Very, very different. different. But he's also giving me the kind of, he's give, he's not giving me creepy, low, I'm an actor from the Royal Shakespeare mm-hmm. Theater. You know, he's giving me lighter labyrinth. Turn back, Sarah. Turn back. Mm-hmm. I love that. I movie. haven't been this choked up since I had a hunk of moussaka caught in my throat. I think there were yeah. some lines adjusted uh. for James Woods's delivery. Definitely. <laughs> oh, I am sure. <laughs> uh, oh, and that sound means it's time to play a quick round of two truths and some guy. 
the way it works. Two of the following actors were up for the role of Hades, but one was not. And Amy, Joe, Connor, and Caroline have to guess which is which. Your options are Dustin Hoffman, Jack Nicholson, and John Lithgow. Two of these people were up for Hades, but one is just some guy. So which of them was not considered? Which of them is just some guy? Say them all again. Dustin, Dustin Hoffman, Jack Nicholson, and John Lithgow. I'm I'm very about, sure that John yes. Lithgow was up was definitely up for it at one point. So eliminate. Okay. Caroline says John Lithgow definitely up for and it. And that to me makes a heck yes. of a lot of sense. Okay. And that makes me think that Jack Nicholson wasn't. I feel like he Although could be he's a, a good parent. choice. Yeah, I know. He's a good choice. But does that mean it's the right choice or that Jeff delights in <laughs> like, he's doing a little like snake dance like I'm gonna get you <laughs> mm. yes like, I, look, both look, of my look, hands are turning are just look like at our we're turning into a little, little snakes let's look at our context clues hmm. Al Pacino up for Phil Dustin Hoffman up for Hades question mark yeah I don't know I don't 1997 what's Dustin doing this is the year well, of he's Wag all- the Dog with De Niro. So that's, he's doing Wag the Dog. Okay. Is around mm-hmm. this time. See, what gets this me is, is he's because- already done Hook. And sure. I'm like. But it wasn't animated. It yeah. wasn't animated. But and I I'm feel like, like at mm. this point, they were they were slightly more disparate. Well, maybe you would know better than I. What, what am I talking to an expert about? I, I, don't, I don't think it was Dustin Hoffman. Okay, so okay. Caroline, you're you're we're gonna lock in your vote. You're saying Jack Nicholson, yeah. some guy. Caroline no, no. says no, no. no, no. I, I'll Dustin say Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman oh, you're saying, some so, guy. oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You're saying Dustin Hoffman, some guy. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman, not considered. Yeah. I will agree that Jack Nicholson is a really good choice, which makes me think you might be trying to mess with my head. But I'm also gonna say Dustin Hoffman, some guy. Okay. And Connor. I'm going to go Jack gonna Nicholson buck the trend? some guy. I'm going to buck the yeah, trend. So Jack Nicholson yeah. If it's some John guy. Lithgow and we're all right. Yo, that'll be on me. <laughs> well, that <laughs> that is not the case. So ding, ding, ding to Amy, Joe, and Caroline. Yeah. Dustin Dustin's Hoffman, as far as I could tell, woo! not considered. I would understand if I he get, was, yeah. but Jack Nicholson no. and John Lithgow yeah. absolutely yeah. were. Danny DeVito asked the directors who they had in mind to play Hades, and they said they did not have... They hadn't, they, couldn't, they hadn't selected the appropriate actor for the role yet. And in response, DeVito blurted, why don't you ask Jack Nicholson? So DeVito is the one who notified Nicholson. And the next week, they like Disney and Nicholson got in touch. They were willing to pay him half a million for the role. Nicholson said, cool, cool, cool. How about instead 10 to $15 million and a 50% cut of all proceeds from Hades merchandise? <laughs> Of the merchandise, not fifty percent of the of the proceeds. Well, he's Nicholson. He's like, hey, you know what? He's Let's Nicholson see what I can get away with. <laughs> so they they counter offered with something significantly less. So Nicholson just passed. He was like, I'm good. That's wow. fair. How many Oscars did the guy have at that point? Well, Three? this was nineteen. No, he had two because nineteen ninety seven is the year of as good as it gets, and that's what got him his third. Wow. And he was so he he's was doing fine. just fine. And John Lithgow was cast as Hades. Right. Recorded all of the dialogue. No. Can you believe? And was released from the role nine months later once they were animating it and it just wasn't working. But it, I can't imagine I how can't it wouldn't work. It. How it, it would, it would I work. Know. <laughs> I know. I have no wow. idea. I don't know. I mean, it's Lithgow. Like, I assume 
we can all picture yes. what that voice would be. Like, was yeah. he trying to do some other kind of voice? Like, no, I, don't I just know. think maybe. I mean, like Lithgow has a much more like plaintive, upward kind of like delivery. Well, this and the little as it was like. I know. Eh, I'm thinking eh, of his eh. Lord Farquaad, and oh sure. I'm like, if he had delivered something like that, and they had Hades, I I could see how it. I feel like it's so interesting because the design of Hades, like they would have the design of Hades locked in by the time that they're looking for the role. Yeah, for sure. And the design of Hades, I think, is so specific yet ambiguous enough that you could really plug a lot of different types in there. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. like, I th- when I think of like sort of what happens story-wise, what's required of Hades, I could see a world in which they would get there. I guess it's it's our world. Uh, where they would say it's, it's not it's working not anymore. It's this timeline. <laughs> it's this one. It's this one, friends. We're here. We made it. It's Hades' world. We're all just living in it. <laughs> but no, I, I, I do see that. Like, if you're just looking at like an image, a still image, a few still images of Hades, he can look very menacing or kind of slick and sleazy. Yeah. Which I feel yeah. like we get both of those with James Woods. Yes. What the where you get the comedy in Lithgow is this very particular kind of clown. Yeah. Whereas like very James like, Woods, <laughs> yeah, I need something from you. I need it. Whereas James yeah. Woods is like, I need something. I want to admit I need Which like yes. feels like it might fit just more organically in what they'd already built. I'm trying to imagine some of the like, because we want, we, the listeners are sick of hearing it, but we have slowly throughout the start of the pandemic, we're making our way through third rock from the sun. Oh, and so like know. seeing like his facial expressions and the way his eyes get big when he needs something, yeah. you know, he's very expressive facially. I feel like trying to animate that onto Hades does kind of like make it not, it, well, it short almost, circuits it a bit. It, yeah. It's because his attention is so outward, like in, in just like mm. his, just how his voice works. Like it's so outward that like, I could see yeah. them being like, it, it's diminishing his his own power as a character, yeah. which is why I think he works so well as Lord Farquaad, because I'm like, you're literally like, yeah. you're no one. You need everyone to do your bidding. So like your yeah. voice, like. And that's very so what Lithgow is always <laughs> selling. You're no one. You need everyone to affirm you. Yeah. And that's not this, this character. Of Hades is so like, I no, wanna, I know I, I'm smarter than everybody. And so I'm going to make everyone know that. Yeah. Right, I want to start the conspiracy theory here on this pod right now that because Lithgow nine months he recorded it all and then they just let him go and they were like you know he was what? like I'm sure he's I'm like you go got to the Katzenberg money. over at DreamWorks that, that I no mean, I like to picture that Katzenberg called him up as soon as he heard that oh, and was yeah. like hey we got DreamWorks Johnny, now how about we make you the villain of my new movie Shrek we're gonna show them at Disney and that that's like we're gonna show them and you know what that Shrek made a bajillion dollars yeah. so it did. people still it did. love it they love that it's Shrek. so good but I will, what, Shrek yeah. and I, I I will say Lithgow I mean he's still crushing it today I've only seen the first episode episode so far but that the new show The Old Man with Jeff Bridges Lithgow is so good on in, it in that Perry Mason that show Perry that came Mason. out a couple years ago he's right in the wow. crown his Winston Churchill was yeah. off the charts it was so good Lithgow never not serving mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Uh, yeah except so for sad. Hercules I guess Damn. Well, you know, but I think he the served problem it, was, but they returned it. They yeah. like, were serving, and they said, and they said this was I don't know, I don't do tennis. This oh. is at table seven. We're table 14. 
I know it turned yes, out he, fine. He's like, Hunter, I was sorry. also thinking a restaurant, <laughs> yeah, and I, was... I love that, Amy, you were thinking tennis. Oh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> a restaurant. Well, I don't know, because when I'm You're not a real sportsman, a sportsman, what can I say? <laughs> I'm a real sportsman. Sports ball. I'm a real sportsman. Go sports, sports ball. ball. Sports ball. <laughs> go sports. Go team. Um... <laughs> And and finally, uh, we're chatting about Zeus. So, Caroline, your thoughts? I forgot on about Rip, Zeus. Oh, Rip Torn as Zeus, and who'd you cast if you had to cast someone else? For this specific Zeus, Rip Torn is. I mean, great. I think it's really funny that it's Rip Torn. Like it really, it really tickles me. Um, I this isn't this is not. Again, I, I think I was thinking it through the lens of like if Guy Ritchie's going to do this. I don't see Zeus as having a little bit more of that like dad slight dad joke edge you know um so yeah. i i really want um chuck cooper to be zeus i always Ooh. want chuck cooper and i just want also chuck a tony yes. nominee for the same show yes. lachance was a tony nominee yes for. yes 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 and he was the best part of the show in my i estimation. wish i had seen it. i just love chuck cooper um so i so that i literally like thought of other people and i just kept coming back to chuck i want his i want his Zeus a little bit a little bit warmer a little bit warmer that's what I that's what I'm looking for next brilliant I love that uh what about you Connor well um again I was thinking live action so I wasn't I wasn't touching Rip Torn's because I I think Rip Torn does such a great job as it's such a it's such a strange I can choice hear it when, in my yeah when you would him. when you would yeah. think of it but his voice matches the design of the character in Absolutely. a really interesting way um and uh yeah so but when i was thinking of like a live action virgin virgin when i was thinking of a live action version <laughs> of this uh i was thinking of like I was thinking of Idris Elba as Zeus as opposed to Hades. Oh, I love that. I'm like yeah. I could really see that happening, and then I could also see a world where Sean Bean plays Zeus because <gasps> oh, yeah. he played Zeus in Percy Jackson the Olympians movies, the films that weren't oh. good. But I and I think he deserves like a second shot to do a sort of different presentation of Zeus than the one he got to do in that. Because that's the one thing I'll say about Hercules is this iteration of Zeus is very singular. It is like there will never be another interpretation of Zeus where he is like this. There will never be <laughs> because it's not Zeus. Zeus. Like, it's just yeah, not him. <laughs> um, and so I feel like I'd love to see Sean Bean plugged into a very. Oh, yeah fatherly version of Zeus where he like yeah. actually cares. Yeah, that's what I want about. too. I need some more so, care. Yeah, I do. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in that. Um, and then I just sort of for fun, I kind of like was thinking about some other gods and goddesses. And I would just say for all the other gods and goddesses, I would cast any actor still living who was a god, goddess, or demigod in any version of Clash of the Titans. So Harry uh. Hamlin, Dame Maggie Smith, Sam Worthington, Liam Neeson, Luke Evans, all the Clash of the yeah. Titans, get all the gods and the demigods, and they would be all of the rest of, of Olympus. Mm. That's a really fun kind of touch. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. but yeah. specifically Clash of the Titans. If you yeah. were in yeah, Jason and the Argonauts, yeah. you're not allowed. You're out of luck. Sorry about that. Sorry, stop motion skeleton. <laughs> you're not in our movie. <laughs> 
Uh, Amy Jo, how about you? I will say I've seen the first Clash of the Titans and it was at a night where my friends and I were having a quote unquote toga night and a guy who had like Greek heritage was like making a bunch of Greek delicacies and the rest of us wore bed sheets and we watched Clash of the Titans and we were like, this is culture. <laughs> anyway, um, for Zeus, yeah, I think what's fun about this is this Zeus is kind of like just a sports bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, ha ha. Why, you're great, son. Yeah, he's going to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes, let us go to Hooters (laughs) together. Just in a fun way, nothing creepy. Zeus is always, Zeus is on the loose going after Hooters. Now, I'm not talking real Zeus. This is charming. I meant nothing untoward by that. (laughs) This is that Zeus. (laughs) I've heard the fried food is excellent. This is a misunderstanding. I'm just here for the food. This is a family restaurant. I like owls. Anyway, I find it charming. Of course they know me by name. I'm Zeus, not because I'm here every Thursday. No, I'm not a regular. I'm just known everywhere. Let's move along. Um, Anyway, yeah, that kind of jolly joie de vivre. Um, makes me think of Brian Blessed, which of course oh. is like a super British choice. But I was like, come hmm. on, like I'd love that. Of course, uh, who would be our villain of Tarzan, Clayton? There you go. There you go. The Tarzan yell, because Tony Goldwyn, greatest Tarzan, couldn't do the Tarzan. Ah, that you could see the little YouTube video of Brian Blessed, just like you gotta oh. like. Okay, yeah, gotta back you up from this mic. <laughs> I did. I'm gonna back you up, Blessed. Oh. <laughs> Because that bass shakes that classically trained Shakespearean voice of Brian Blessed. He's always uh, ready to whew. to shake the boards upon which he walks. Oh shatter your sound booth. My my only other thought, and this is not this this isn't a genuine thought, but this is a like if this were a Broadway show thought. Is watching this, I couldn't help but thinking about how Zeus is like a dumber version of Triton. So I was like, give me Norm Lewis who played Triton. Yeah, definitely. You know, yes, just a beautiful, a beautiful large. Speaking voice and, and um, singing. Was it Kyphus yeah. in that Jesus Christ? Oh Superstar my god. Live? That's true. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if you've watched the he was on classic twenty-fifth anniversary um Les Mis concert yes. where Alfie Bo yes. sings the shit out I of I saw Norm do Javert live. It was he like plays wow. I, no, I saw him play Sweeney in <gasps> Pie Shop Sweeney Todd. <sighs> And I was sitting at a table because a friend had got, happened to get those like lottery yeah. tickets at a table. So he was like singing Sweeney like on a table in like at my face, oh. like sweating. Oh onto my me. And I was God. like, oh, I'm not mad about this. No, no. Not I one saw bit. him in Once on This Island. and Oh, oh I did too. Oh, my God. I just love oh. Norm. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Listener, if you don't know Norm Lewis, do yourself a favor. Look it just up. look him up. List, just listen. Listen to that beautiful, beautiful voice. Go and watch look, Scandal. At it. Look up. Look up the uh, scandal, but look up the Alfie Bow, uh, yes. Les Mis, yes. with the sure. two of them. I mean, you should just be watching Alfie Bow sing notes you never expected to hear um, sounded that way. And uh, if you're me, you will burst spontaneously into a <laughs> waterfall of tears. Um, and Norm Lewis is also very good in it. Um, I Alfie also Bo, I like, love that that Jesus Christ Superstar Live where he was Caiaphas. I it's excellent, phenomenal, like it's excellent. phenomenal. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, it's very thrilling. Yeah. It's very thrilling. Oh, yeah. One of the few live ones I watched live. 100%, yeah. yeah. And have rewatched. Yeah. yeah. I know we already had him in Lion King, but can we also have James Earl Jones as I Zeus? did think of James Earl Jones, but I was like, he's too smart. I get it. <laughs> he yes. sounds too yeah. intelligent. Yeah. yeah. 
And I'm like, if you can't get James Earl Jones, probably the next best thing in terms of the just that bass dulcet toned voice is Dennis Haysbert. So I'm like, uh, we have never suggested him for anything on this pod. And I do think for the right thing, he is like, like bullseye. Yeah. That's a great option. Yeah. And the voice, especially for an animated yeah. property where it's like you, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. anyone who's been doing that many commercials over the years yeah. knows how to deliver an animated property. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as for the actors who were considered, uh, John Goodman was considered. Uh, and especially yeah, totally. this like dad. Much, yeah, totally. version. Yeah. I can, I could see the John Goodman for version sure. of Phil as well. I yeah. thought of I that too. Totally I thought of that too. Say. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, just because, of course, he, the, the, the Monsters Inc. of it all, I could see the Billy Crystal version of Phil. Not quite as horny. A little yeah. more a little more of just the... Uh, irritation. Yeah, the irritation. Well, I was just thinking like the real, like the New York comic version of Phil. Billy Crystal uh, is Hades? Yeah. yeah I'm not yeah, mad yeah. about it. I'm not Billy mad about Crystal. it. As the muses. <laughs> yes. Billy Crystal, one man show of Hercules. Hey. Sorry, Mr. Saturday Night. You're out of here. <laughs> We're open. Hercules is coming to Broadway with Billy Crystal. <laughs> there it is. As every role. Uh, Gregory Peck was considered for wow. Zeus. Gregory Peck. Now, I thought you were going to say Gregory Hines, and I was leaning forward. And then you said Gregory Peck, and I was like, Oh, no. Give me that Zeus? Gregory Hines Hades. That's well, yeah, 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 yeah. But Gregory Peck or Zeus. Uh, Patrick Stewart was considered. Wow, okay, that yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah, that I could so say. He was forced to turn down due to commitments to Star Trek The Next Generation. Wow. But he Naturally. did have time in 1997 to do the Mel Gibson, Julia Roberts thriller, Conspiracy Theory, and not a good movie, but for a brief period of time was 10-year-old Jeff's favorite movie was Masterminds, which was Home Alone was that well not home alone was home alone as the tag as the, like the pull quote was home alone meets die hard because it was die hard for babies which was patrick stewart <laughs> yes taking over a prep school like to <laughs> kidnap the students and baby pete campbell vincent carthizer <gasps> has to rescue all the kids because oh his annoying stepsister goes about to this, this school. movie and i said i forgot it was vincent carthizer i can never watch it again because it's really gonna it's not like i have the nostalgia bubble for this movie i know it's not good but i can't face seeing how bad it <laughs> actually is he plays a hacker he's got like steampunk glasses vincent carthizer not patrick stewart <laughs> vincent carthizer has like these steampunk glasses he's skateboarding around he's hacking the net like it's <laughs> oh my God. it's a wow. time and a half you get baby bradley whitford is in it Whoa. i think he's credited as like brad whitford like it's it might be worth checking out but i'm gonna say please don't <laughs> so don't judge me for and loving don't that let movie. jeff know if you do he doesn't <laughs> want to know but you should look up at least patrick stewart dancing masterminds because patrick stewart at one point like he's told by brenda academy award winner for my left foot brenda fricker aka pigeon lady from yeah. home alone 2 yeah. is like wow. the headmaster of the school and she says you'll burn for this rafe and he goes yes in the tropical sun and does this little jaunty dance and and it's one of the best things I've ever seen. So I do recommend looking up Patrick Stewart dancing masterminds. And that's it as far as masterminds goes. Don't look up anything more from that movie. <laughs> Moving <Sweet> on. Hell. <laughs> uh, and finally, and this, this is what I saw that he was up for Zeus. It would make a lot more sense to me if he was up for Phil, maybe Hades, probably Phil, was Jim Belushi. Yes. 
Wow. Mm. Yes. I guess they were going for a real down to earth. Yeah. Deck. Like, I, I, yeah. I mean, you know, in that sense, I, I do get that. Hercules. It, yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 I, could, I, I see could that. I see the film. It's but, the nineties. Yeah. It's it's solidly in right, the nineties right, where it's like right. sitcoms on TV. Sitcom dads, yeah. 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 There but was then, that brief period of time that he was like headlining movies. They were not movies that made a lot of money, but he had he was doing it. Oh, bananas amount of movies in the late eighties, early nineties. But it makes kind of sense that they went for a more like, ha ha, I am a god voice, and then had Paul Schaefer playing Hermes and everything. You know, mm-hmm, like that they mm-hmm, undercut yeah. it with mm-hmm. certain characters, but weren't like literally everyone in this movie is a wise guy Mm -hmm. yeah it's and i think that's what worked really well with rip torn because it's like he he has that sort of like it's it's a lighter gravitas than like if you plugged in a patrick stewart where it's like we are in the rsc we are doing heracles like Right. No. Right. Yeah. We're, like, we're doing Disney's it with Hercules. The... <laughs> Not Hera, Heracle, Heracles. I can't say it. The appropriate right. way to pronounce it. That's probably why he didn't get the job. <laughs> he was like, it's Heracles. To say, I won't say Hercules. It's inappropriate. <laughs> so I'm going to go through these so quickly. But Jim Belushi, no way he could have been free for Hercules. This was his 1997. These are this was all in 1997. A lot of animated work, which I know can be a lot quicker than live action. This was everything he had in 1997. He was starring in 12 episodes of the immediately canceled live action drama series Total Security. He was playing himself in Wag the Dog. He had two episodes as Simon the Monster Hunter in Ah, Real Monsters, the voice of Gonzargo in an animated Babes in Toyland movie. He was in the Tupac-starring movie Gang Related, an episode of Life with Louie featuring baby Louie Anderson, an episode of Bruno the Kid featuring baby Bruce Willis, an episode of Cow and Chicken playing the masked mutant in the Goosebumps video game Attack of the Mutant, animated TV movie Bad Baby. Voicing Skippy the dog in live-action TV Not movie Skippy Dog's Best dog. Friend. Yes, Skippy the dog. The live-action movie Gold in the Streets. Some Rob Lowe movie called Living in Peril. Voicing Phil Palmfeather in the Mighty Ducks animated series. A pilot with John Cryer that didn't get picked up of something called It's Good to Be King. A bananas movie that I unfortunately have seen called Retroactive, where a psychiatrist has to keep going back in time to stop redneck murderer Jim Belushi, who's in a plot to sell illegal computer chips that he buys from Roger Clinton, Bill Clinton's half-brother. <gasps> and finally, eight episodes of the never-aired animated series of the Blues Brothers with Peter Aykroyd. As the Dan Aykroyd Not Peter Aykroyd and Jim Belushi. And Jim Belushi. Belushi filling in for his deceased brother, John. Oh. That's... I'm still on the last one. That's bonkers. <laughs> I wish you <laughs> but... could see, like, the void in all of our eyes <laughs> right now. Oh. It's just so much. I did watch oh. that Mighty Ducks TV series, which is crazy too. considering the mighty. I love the Mighty Ducks movies, and I'm like the show also great, even though it, it's a bunch of anthropomorphic yeah. duck yeah. alien men. Yes, yeah. I alien. Think, I think also with Tim Curry as the villain because you can't have an animated <laughs> villain in the '90s that's not Tim Curry. <laughs> but oh my god, Jim Belushi, slow down, man! Say some work for the rest oh of us. God. When I think of the amount of voice work that Jim Belushi has done in some of like wild. It's it's 
it's bonkers. I can think of like, I can think of so many movies, TV shows, animated stuff that I have heard his voice in. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but those are all the characters that I found other casting options wow. for. There Woo! are a few characters you didn't mention. I want to briefly touch on them. I mean, this is like a who's who. Uh, they have like everyone under the sun in like the smallest of roles. They got Keith David as Apollo. Yeah. Speaking of gargoyles yeah. from before, like mm-hmm. an incredible oh, voice. And show. he's got like three lines. And he uh, he went on to then do Dr. Facilier in The Princess and the Frog. Right. 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 He got to double Thankfully, dip. Thankfully, they gave him like a nice meaty villain. Because it's role. like if you're an under five, I'm sorry. No. Yeah, that's you, the, yeah. that does not. Don't hold that no. against. Yeah, Apollo Abyss. doesn't Apollo just say like charge or something? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome well, back, Hercules. And, uh, and same with uh, you have Wayne Knight for like one. Yeah, as yeah. the peddler, two dude. scenes as the yeah. this pot maker, and Which then you bring him back so in Toy funny. Story too. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, it is great. Yeah, I mean, you've got Hal Hallbrook, Academy Award nominees Hal Hallbrook yes. and Barbara Barry as Herc's adopted parents. Uh, that's, I mean, again, that gives me the Superman of it. Yes, Superman. You know. um, but yeah, Bobcat Goldthwait and Matt Frewer as Pain and Panic. So good. Killing Such it. a fun double team. Uh, I love them. I'm, I am excited. I think more than anyone else, I'm so excited to see who they get for them for this new live action version. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. Because we like well, funny people, Jeff. And it's we true. love those duos. It's like It's like the Timon and Pumbaa sort of situation. Right, right, when they were like yeah. Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner, I was like, Billy Eichner, all right, right, I can see yeah, this exactly. pairing working. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna post this to um, our stories when when this comes out. But when Pain and Panic turn into little kids who are trapped under the like rocks, Mister, you're really <laughs> the blonde one. I think it's Panic. Looks, yeah. Yeah. I kid you not, exactly like my brother. As though they <laughs> used my brother, Aaron, for a, a model. I'm just like, it looks like Aaron now. Like he's like, oh, I just got back from Fire Island, and here I am. Look at my hair. It's Perfect. Um, it is uncanny. Oh I will post it to Instagram so you all can see and agree with me. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> but like Carol Shelley's one of the women in around the fountain in in Thebes, in throwing Thebes, it back to yeah. Wicked, the original Morrible. Yeah, yeah, right. It's all connected. Right. Yeah, it's it's a, such a stacked cast. Amanda Plummer is one of the fates. Like, yeah, it's really wild. Uh, we really could keep talking about it for hours more of how, because they really have stacked this cast, but uh, I got to end it. We've been talking about her a lot, but Susan Egan is Meg. I To me, it's like, a, it's a really an MVP because yes. yeah. there's so much, so she many crushes. big performances yes. between James Woods and Rip Torn and Danny DeVito, but she is like so good. And in she this. sounds great in the number. Oh, her oh songs, my I won't say I'm in love. God. Classic. <sighs> Classic. But yes, as you were saying, Caroline, uh, that she had to really actively pursue this because Alan Menken, she said Alan Menken initially blocked me from going after that part. Uh, So he eventually relented and allowed her to audition. So she read for the part in front of a microphone while being videotaped as Menken, the Beauty and the Beast musical director, Michael Kassarin, and the filmmakers sat at a table with their eyes closed. Nine months later... Following the results of the test animation synced with Egan's audition, she won the role. Yeah. Wow. Don't let anyone tell you no. Don't. Even yeah. Alan Mankin. You say, mm-hmm. give me the audition. Even give Alan it to Mankin. me. Give me the audition. <laughs> <laughs> Final thoughts from all of you. Anything we haven't touched on? Any moments in the film or any other, any characters? Because it really, it's such a stacked cast. It's really amazing of how well they cast this. Like such a deep bench of like, 
character actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I just I'm, want to call attention to the line, uh, is this an audience or a mosaic? Um, <laughs> that really pleased me. So good. That's all I have to say. There's just, there's so many jokes. There's so many jokes. I was watching this and I was like, okay, I see now. This is kind of a little bit off topic, but I always felt like Emperor's New, the Emperor's New Groove was just like mm-hmm. its own thing and was like, I'm like, I don't know how we got here. And when I was rewatching Hercules this time, I was like, I see how we got to the Emperor's It's a groove. clear line. I'm like, yeah. this is this is where it was. But it we got distracted with Mulan and Tarzan in between. Um yeah. but I just I, I just want to say, like, I'm so grateful that we have gotten to discuss this film and Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes. Just because just just because these films are I, I think uh, they're not usually the ones that people immediately go to. Hercules more than Hunchback. Um, but when we were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, just Megara in general, I'm like the two women that we've talked about mm. in these roles, in these films, mm-hmm. are two very, very specific female characters that we really haven't seen again. And yeah. it's just goes to show, like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's so... It's so interesting to see how much really hinges on these particular characters in these films and yeah, and the vocal performances of them. And it's just, it's very, it's very interesting to me that these are the two movies that we've spoken to you about because yeah, I, I'm just really, really dig these conversations. As do we. It's of course been a thrill to have two experts on here, you know, to talk, to talk (laughs) shop and to talk all the stuff. Because, you know, these, these are movies that like now at this point I've, uh, Hercules I've watched a lot more than, than Hunchback and everything. But like, it's been really cool for me to revisit, revisit these films that are not a part of my youth in the way that they're part of yours. Mm. You know, as you were saying, exactly like Mermaid is my kind of like. I watch it and I can watch it as an adult, but I can also like remember watching it as a child. Yeah. Whereas this is much more like me coming to it with just like watching it as, as a, a viewer who doesn't have all that history to it. But it's, it's been so fun to like get your perspectives on it as you both have grown up, but everything and, and all of that, you know, I find it just, uh, it's many flavors, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hercules is Absolutely. not one of those ones that I return to often, which is strange. Hmm. But I was glad that I got the chance to with this one. And in in watching it again, like I always I always remembered Meg and Hades and, and all of the rest. But like in watching this one in particularly, I really honed in on like Susan Egan's performance of Meg. And yeah, I was like, this is this is really stands apart from a lot of these other one these other performances in a very different kind of way like she's doing something with this character that isn't sort of what is usually done in a in a performance of a, of a character in an animated movie where it's like oh we're gonna pair someone's voice like so perfectly where it's like no one else can do it or they're gonna do something in such an extreme way where it's like oh like a James Woods or a Rip Torn or a Danny DeVito where it's like no one else in my mind can be Meg than Susan mm. Egan but for none of the reasons why I can only see like Robin Williams as the genie or, uh, or Gilbert Gottfried as Iago or Danny it's DeVito. It's much subtler. It's much subtler and it's much more complex. And I don't know if I fully unpacked it, but that was like one of the things I really took away from this watch uh, was it was Susan Egan. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I'm glad that Absolutely. we didn't talk about other people considered for the role. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I was yeah, really yeah. glad that we didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and for me, it's funny. Like, this is one of my ultimate Disney comfort movies. Like, if I just need to put something on in the background. So I've seen totally. it so many times. Like, yeah, so it's interesting. Same. I kind of, you know, when I was thinking about other folks I would put in it, there are so many roles where I'm like, no one else, no one else. But I've heard some <laughs> really great options. So honestly, just from the perspective, you know, of if you take it back a step as being performers, it's like they're like you can you might be able a fit for things that people might write you off for or like you you feel like you don't have a chance at something but you have something special to bring to it too like they're they're yeah. you can fit you know you can fit too and if there if can be 99 people good, in a room it can stand <laughs> and 99 could all believes me <laughs> if one of them is bradley cooper <laughs> you know you might be able to play megara um but you know what Lady i think gaga as megara in the live action hercules there are worse options there are so truly time are. between the joker two <laughs> okay i don't need that but, no but it, it is it is going back to your point caroline like it is a testament to like i really do believe and this is some this is something i think those was to come from the theater <laughs> understand in a particular way which is like if the writing is really excellent it can stand a variety of interpretations as long as the interpretations Mm. are in service of the material and that's what i think a lot of people get like you know a little like stuck on yeah is like well i can't picture anything else it's like well yeah i that's because it's iconic and because it's a movie so it only we only heard it one way whereas if you went and saw you know a show five times you would hear I'm just thinking of my dad being obsessed with Urinetown. You would hear Jeff McCarthy as Lockstock oh do God. the same thing, but f- you know, five different times you're going to get it. I'm different obsessed with Urinetown as well. Oh my I God. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but yeah like, so it's like, there's room. Yeah. You know, like 99 people could be in a room and 99 people could all play it. <laughs> like they could all play it, but there could be one Jeff McCarthy. <laughs> and as long as Jeff McCarthy believed in Jeff McCarthy, we could get Urinetown. That's right. Have we ostracized half of our listeners? <laughs> 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 uh, we we already been talking, of course, about this new live action version because uh, they had originally it was reported in, in 2019 was when they announced that a live action remake of Hercules was in the works uh, that they were considering outside the box directors and writers based on the success of Guy Ritchie's Aladdin, and then of course they were like, or we just get Guy Ritchie <laughs> <laughs> Hercules. Uh, but back in 2019, they said that the studio is reportedly considering Alexander Skarsgård for the title role. He certainly looks the part. Mm-hmm. I don't think of Alexander Skarsgård as far as comedy or singing. Or warm but either, you know. Or, or being Greek, you know. He does <laughs> well, look blonde. Sure. Yeah. It is amazing how many blonde Greeks there were in this movie. I will say that. Lots of blonde Greeks. There you go. As Hercules, Jason Manzoukas. I will Boom. say the guy Done. painting the vase, number one was giving me, who was like, ah, you oh, must stand still, you know. Oh my God. Very, very Jason Manzoukas, but also I was like, he's the most Greek looking guy. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Amy Joe. Jeffrey. What's your recommending this week? All right, this is the most tenuous of ties. And I know we don't need a tie, um, but I just watched the Hulu slash Freeform four-part docuseries Deep End about spiritual healer and, in my opinion, charlatan Teal Swan. Mm-hmm. And it is... I think so horrifying and so enthralling. There's then a podcast that I listened to all six parts of called The Gateway, also about Teal Swan. 
I can't recommend them strongly enough. I'm not someone who is familiar with her because I don't go on YouTube and be like asking these questions that like get you in her rabbit hole for which I'm thankful. <laughs> the, the closest connection I can make, and I understand this is a bit flippant, is um, Teal Swan has this incredibly, incredibly long dyed deep red hair. And I will say I was watching Meg and I was like, She's not not giving me a tool. <laughs> <laughs> you were tying this into um, Hercules. But the, the hair. The point is, I see. The if, you, hair. if you are all someone who is at all interested in cult or cult adjacent or coercive control um, kind of stuff, I, I, I just find it so interesting. And I do think like, you know, important to, to see all these things so we can understand how we are all like susceptible to mm. people controlling us. And to, especially those of us who are actors who are, often at the mercy of other people and like have been through these training programs where just like, yes, mold me. And it's like, Oh, I didn't realize how you like, you know, uh, abuse that trust, mm -hmm. whether that's like capital a abuse or lower K, you know, it's just like uh, lower, lower a lowercase a abuse, just like watching her kind of bully people under the auspices of like, I'm the smartest person and therefore I know best. It's like, Oh yeah, that wasn't not what I experienced in some of my acting classes. It's obviously just a more extreme version of it. So anyway, I'm recommending um, Deep End on Hulu and the podcast The Gateway, all about Teal Swan, who I refuse to give any YouTube views to, but I have read a lot about <laughs> anyway. Jeff? Brilliant. Uh, well, I'm going to first kick it on over to our guests. So Connor and Caroline, what would you guys like to recommend this week? And where can the listeners find you? All right. Well, actually, you know, I'll let Connor take all of our Poor Unfortunate podcast stuff. But I, I'm, I'm actually in a book club right now. And we're reading. Um, our theme this year is all, you know, interpretations of, of different mythologies. So we've done Norse mythology. We read Circe, which I feel like everyone in the country has read. Um, but if you haven't read it, Circe by Madeline Miller is actually was phenomenal. Phenomenal. I have not, phenomenal. but I've seen it on lists. Yes, absolutely phenomenal. Loved that. And we just finished The Witch's Heart, which is um, uh, interpretation of, of the Loki mythology. Uh, and enjoy that as well. We we also read um, a Medusa book, which none of us liked, so I won't recommend that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then personally, I just, I can't believe I'm telling people this. I'm like sort of embarrassed, but like I am currently... I, I, I like, you know, caught wind of everything that was going down um, in the West End about with Andrew Lloyd Webber's um, Cinderella musical. Right. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, I'm just curious. Well, what's the deal with it? So like have li like listened to the to the cast recording and I can't stop. Um, oh. I think we're gonna I'm, have a convo <laughs> once we are done recording. <laughs> I it's it partially is like I'm very drawn in by like things that sort of ended like with like tea and catastrophe always draw me in a little bit, but it's also like there are parts of sure. it that are so odd and like don't really work and then there are some parts of it that I find to be like actually wonderful and so I just am so drawn in by those two things happening at one time and I can't stop listening also, to it. <laughs> A David Lipple lyric joint. That's oh. David Zippel. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. David Lipple. Uh, it's been a long day. Yes. A David Zippel lyric situation. Yes, that's why when we were talking about it, it was top of mind. And I'm like, I, how can I bring this in? And you gave me the perfect opportunity to talk about this. So incredible. There you go. I'll let Connor talk about our podcast, the, the more important thing. Uh, before I talk about the podcast stuff, I'll just say my recommendation. I have been having like the summer of fantasy novels right now. So oh, nice. uh, I've made it through everything there is to read thus far of the King Killer Chronicle by Patrick Rothfuss. If you're a fantasy person, you probably already know this. 
Um, but they're freaking amazing books and I just like churned them out. And then I read the, um, you know, little smutty court of thorns and roses. Um, one that's getting a lot of attention from getting banned from little schools and stuff. Uh, and, uh, we love a book that's getting banned from schools. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was very interesting cause there's in Virginia beach, they're trying to ban it from school libraries and ban Barnes and Noble from selling it to minors oh, without wow. parental consent. Wow. And I'm like, you oh can't, there goes my childhood. That. Like it's um, a book. And yeah. I'm like, books are powerful but shut up i'm like and i also read it and i was like okay this is no worse than wicked and i was reading wicked in middle school i was gonna say there goes like me yeah there goes me sneaking like wicked onto the counter at barnes and noble and being like like wow the second one 10 that's childhood i'm 10 pages in and already we've been hit with like a moment and i was like whoa here we are we've arrived um but then i've also been uh reading through finally the wheel of time series by robert jordan oh yeah 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 uh which has been made into an amazon show which i haven't watched but i'm i'm going through those 14 books so i've been giving myself a summer of fantasy novels so that's where that's where i am uh as for me you can find me on instagram and twitter i am at connor perkins with one n because it's the old irish way and then for poor unfortunate podcast you can find us on instagram and facebook at poor unfortunate podcast you can find us on twitter at unfortunate pod we're on all of your favorite podcast listening apps and we've also got a website if all of that fails you can go to pourunfortunatepodcast.com and listeners if you didn't check them out after our last episode I really hope you will after this one because they're just a delight and just so fun and uh, I really enjoy your pod so kind so kind Uh, And I'll recommend, I'm actually going to recommend the exact same thing that I recommended on our Hunchback app because they each have new seasons. Now uh, is uh, both from the creators of BoJack Horseman, uh, the creator, Ralph Bob Waxberg, uh, his show Undone, which has uh, its second season just started on Prime. And the animator of BoJack, Lisa Hanawalt, her show Tuca and Birdie, which uh, was on Netflix. Netflix canceled it. Adult Swim picked it up. And now it's still on Adult Swim, but also on HBO Max. So they have their second season is now on HBO Max. And the third season has just started with Ali Wong and Tiffany Haddish. Uh, I can't recommend them uh, enough to convert and Undone. Uh, and that all around is what we're recommending this week. Da-da-da. Do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of? Email us at andalmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know. If you want to find us on the socials, why, we're on Instagram at andalmoststarring and you can see what film we're doing next week when we post it on the Saturday. So huge thanks once again to Poor Unfortunate Podcasts, Connor Perkins and Caroline and Medi. Thank you Thank both you. so much Love for joining us. It's been such a Thank delight. Thank you for having oh, so us. Fun. It's criminal. Yes. It's too silly and fun. It's it's criminal. <laughs> uh, until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Mamie Joe Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred. <laughs>